The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! And welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and I'll be your skipper on this episode of the tour. And with me, as always, is my first mate and my little buddy of the show, Jimmy Klein. Pause for hello. <laughs> you mate, you don't read that part of the script. Oh, I don't read that script. No. Oh, okay, okay. In that case, hello. Hello. <laughs> And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do here, Jimmy, is you know. Oh, yeah. We take the episode. All the time. We break it down. Hell, yeah. We sneak up on it while it's taking a shower. Not in a creepy way whatsoever. Oh, okay. And then give it a flower, you know, while it's showering because that's normal behavior. All for you, the listener. Oh, that's like me and you in high school. (laughs) On today's episode, we look at <laughs> Gilligan's Island Season 1, Episode 14, entitled Water, Water Everywhere. Water, water in your underwear. <laughs> yeah, don't watch the episode. Please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Gilligan's Island is available to stream nowhere for free. Nope. But it is available for purchase on Apple TV and Amazon Prime. Or you can do what we did and buy the series DVD box set. It's available now through our Amazon affiliate link on our website at verybradypodcast.com slash shop. Nice. It's a great way to support the show, Jimmy. That's right. It is a great way to support and lift the show. <laughs> so how was your week? Uh, it was it was interesting. Interesting. Why? Because <laughs> we had, uh, let's just say I got blown this week. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I purposely said that while you were taking a drink, because I was (laughs) hoping for a spit take. (laughs) So, last time you got blown was by Ian. Oh, this was by Nicole. Oh, shit. Hell to the yeah. (laughs) So, how was Nicole's blowing? Oh, she she gave me some wood. (laughs) She gave me some wood wood. just laying around. (laughs) so much wood. Hell yeah. Um, for those who don't know what the hell you're talking about, please go into detail. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this girl at work. No. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> no, we had a uh, a nice little November hurricane, which doesn't happen, happen very often. <laughs> no. uh, so those of you who don't live in Florida, um, if you look at Nicole's path, yeah, uh, where she came landfall, mm-hmm. um, I'm probably about maybe... A 25 minute drive north of where she made landfall. Mm-hmm. So basically, <laughs> so, the eye basically hit you. <laughs> well, I was in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me and my daughter um, may or may not have went outside and took selfies in the eye, mm-hmm. uh, depending on your outlook on whether you think that's bad parenting or not. Why would it be bad parenting? I don't know. If you think it's bad parenting, then hell no. Of course I didn't do that. <laughs> but if you're cool with it, then then message me and I'll send it to you. Well, people who may not be familiar with hurricanes is that, you know, you wouldn't know what a hurricane looks like. It's like the big circle. And then you have that right. circle in the middle, which is referred to as the eye. 
But what people may not know is the eye is actually very calm. And very, <laughs> there's no wind there's at nothing all. nothing in the eye. It's almost like clear. It went from like gusting to 58 miles an hour outside. And literally five minutes later, no wind at all. None. <laughs> like you couldn't even fly a kite if you wanted to. Nothing. <laughs> right. So. And it's. I feel like it would be just super deceiving for people like hundreds of years ago. Like the storm yeah. is finally over. Nope, you're <laughs> yeah. only halfway through it there, buddy. <laughs> yep. Better hunker yeah. down. And then when and then what makes it a little bit more not really scary but interesting is when the winds start back up again, they blow from the opposite direction. Depending. Mm. Now we were on the the far east side of it, so Which for is us, the worst side. Yeah, for us it just it it kind of shifted directions, but it wasn't completely the opposite. So for us, it was coming out of the east yeah. before. And then when the eye hit, after the eye hit, it was coming out of like the southeast. So it was a little bit deceptive, but, um, or no, the southwest, something like that. So it went from blowing east to southwest. So it, it shifted, but it wasn't completely opposite. Hmm. But we did have, uh, I have a couple of small trees in the front yard. A pretty big branch broke and fell down. One of my small trees got blown over. Yeah. That's about it. It's nothing really major. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we're all glad that everybody's safe. Hell, we didn't even use like we didn't even lose electricity this time. We thought for sure we would. Nice, nice. Yes, as you all remember last time, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. When there's no power, there, Jimmy is not happy. <laughs> no, this did. Oh, yeah. he wants to. He wants to fight people at Seven Elevens. He wants. To, I want no, to. Not Seven Elevens. Where was it that he went? And he wanted to fight somebody like Subway or something. <laughs> No, it was uh, Wawa, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Wawa. I'm trying to say that I, it, unless I was an emergency You're person, first I first responder. You could have just said, yeah, I'm a first responder. This does not make the Ribbons homes happy. No, at all. <laughs> exactly. <So. laughs> but this time was, this 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 storm was, was pretty enjoyable. Wasn't bad. Oh, well, good. Brought in some cool weather. Yeah. We weren't bored. Um <laughs> You weren't alone. I was. I was up that night. I, I was up until nine thirty in the morning because I wanted to make sure everything was good. Yeah, so, but everything's good. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. So here in Illinois, it's been the weather's been kind of temperature wise has been kind of fluctuating a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I've gone. We've had some like forty degree days. We've had some <clears throat> fifty degree days, but like afternoons, it kind of warms up. And the other day was like. Beautiful, you know, yesterday it was 75 degrees, beautiful, clear skies, just awesome. But then starting like right now, temperature is dropping, drop below freezing. Dude, and you, it's supposed you, to be like that, like the next, we're supposed to get snow next week. And I'm not ready for this. I'm from Florida. You, we're not. You no. think that's bad? Dude, it's, you know, how, how cold do you think it is outside right now here? Oh, I don't know. 79. 70, 72. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> right now, outside, because the temperature slowly dropping throughout the night. Um, where are we sitting at? Um, 31. So. so question then, do you have a snow shovel? I do not. So, I mean, you may not be able to get your car out of your driveway. I'm not saying. prepared at all. <laughs> Logistically, mentally, nothing. I'm not prepared. Because snow shovels are a real thing, man. They don't they don't come around and shovel your driveway for you. That doesn't happen. Well, we have like a shared driveway and then we have our own little like driveways in front of our garages, right? So <clears throat> the my landlord said that they do come in and plow the main shared driveway. 
Okay. But as far as our own little driveway in front of our garage, we have, we're responsible for. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. We'll see. I got a feeling your son's going to be out there trying to push your car out. <laughs> we will see. At 530 in the morning, I'm going to wake him up. Hey, can you come push my car? Like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, do you listen to any other podcasts? Yeah, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. Is there any of them that stand out that you listen to? Um, I don't know. Where are you going with this, Jimmy? <laughs> well, <laughs> are you by chance, if, well, I, I kind of know the answer. It's a rhetorical question for the mm-hmm. audience's sake. Um, are yep. you by chance a fan of Time Suck with Dan Cummins? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a while since I've listened to a show, but I used to listen to it pretty regularly. But I mean, you know, he's my boy, so it's, you know, whatever. How, what do you mean by he's your boy? Well, if you remember a few years ago, um, when I was doing the other podcast with Adam down down there, where you did like we did Living Vicariously, we were also doing mm-hmm. Twisted Ten. We had Dan Cummins actually come out to the house and hung out for the day. So not and not via Zoom. No, not via Zoom. He literally was he was on tour and he was doing a show in Orlando and he was kind enough to drive out from Orlando, which is a good 35, 40 minute drive. All the way into Brevard County and Good hung out him. with us for the day and recorded podcasts with us. Um, we had a little catered event, you know, with him and mm-hmm. just hung out with him all day and just bullshitted and joked around. And I shot a little promo video for the podcast with him. And, you know, you know, he's cool. He's cool. He's my buddy. You know, why? What's up? Well, I, I, um, I knew that story, obviously. Yeah. Um, because I, I really wanted to come out that day you guys were recording. Yeah. Um, but I had to work or so I can't remember what the reason was. Yeah. Um, but, um, I thought it would be cool if we kind of brought him on this show. Hell yeah. That'd right? be cool. Um, so what I did was I took the liberty to reach out to him since, mm-hmm. you know, I knew he was kind of your homeboy and I knew you guys were, were close. Yeah. Uh, so I went ahead and reached out to him and I, um, and I asked him to be on the show and I actually got a, an audio response. He sent me an audio message. Oh. Cause, Cause if you're, a, if you're a fan of time suck, uh, through the app, you can um, you can upload voice messages, mm-hmm. and so I went ahead and sent him a voice message, and he I couldn't believe it. He sent me a voice message back. Oh, cool! That's and neat. um and I haven't listened to it yet because I I didn't want to leave you out and missing out. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So I I went ahead and and I have it right here. So if you want, I'll, I'll play it right now so that the well, all the listeners can hear at the same time. Well, first of all, um, what was your message to him? Like, what did you say to him? Well, I, what I had said was, I said, you know, um, my name is Jimmy. Uh, I do a, um, I do a podcast with Tack, and you know him from yeah, you uh, threw my him and Adam from yeah. yeah, yeah, from the Twisted Ten and uh, Living Podcastly. Yeah. yeah, I said, I know you guys are close. Um, I know he's like your homeboy. Um, yeah, yeah. You guys like email and stuff. Um, <laughs> totally. And it would be really nice if you came out and you were on the show. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, I think you know. I think that'd be fun. I think our comedy's right up your alley, and I think we can kind of, you know, hold our own against you and stuff like that. And so I couldn't, I couldn't believe he got it. He responded that quick. But I mean, That's I guess cool. I shouldn't have been surprised because you're right. so close to him. So right. But yeah. Right. So so, uh, so you know, like, what did he say? Or? Well, I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. Okay. <laughs> so I figured I'd I'd let you hear it along with the listeners. Yeah, man. Let's let's hear it. All right. So here we go. Dan Cummins from Time Suck with Dan Cummins. Okay. Yeah. Jimmy and Tack, go fuck off. Oh, it's cool you did that, Jimmy. I thought you knew him, man. I do. I mean, you said 
you know, he said my name. But yeah. All right, cool. So uh, we, we we can just <laughs> we can just edit that out. Like that's, that's Danny. He's just, that's he's Danny's, a comedian. That's man. how we joke, man. That's he, okay. Danny. All right, that makes yeah. sense. All right, cool. I mean, Dan. Sorry, you know, it was Dan Cummins. Sorry, I know it was Danny. But <laughs> that's just how we. You know, it's, he's just he's messing with us. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I just got another message from. Hold on a second. Hold on. Oh, oh okay. Jimmy and Tack, go fuck off. Oh. All right, cool. Um, Message so nice, he sent it twice. That's good. Exactly, yeah. He must have meant it. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, I guess this would be a good time to... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to go to the bathroom, you know, so, you know, let's, <clears throat> let's take a um, let's take our first, <clears throat> take our first break, and when we come back, we're, we're going to get into this. Okay. We'll be back. So this is where we take our first break, and we will be back. And this is where I take my first break to the little podcaster's room. I will be right back. (laughs) All right. Have fun, but not too much fun. (laughs) Son, is that you? Oh, wow. Hi. Tack and Jimmy, I presume? Nope. I'm just Tack. I'm... Can I help you? How did you even get in here? Dude, I told you I was in the bathroom. Who are you talking... Oh. Hi, um, who is this? The name's Frank, but my friends call me Herbie McWafflebottom. Oh, hey, Herbie. No, Herbie. Anyways, I really need your help. Let me explain. I'm an elf, and I'm here for your assistance. Santa came to you a couple times for help and raved about the gifts he got. This year was his anniversary of being Santa, yada, 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 and we wanted to get him something special, and I need to talk to H-E-I-C-O-G. Wait, our what? <sighs> Head elf in charge of gifts. Oh, is that all? Well, we really don't have elves. We just directed him to the website, fun.com. Yeah, I remember that, but while you're here, I've always wanted to ask this. Did any of the movies get the North Pole in the workshop right? And where do baby elves even come from? Does Santa really know all of your elf names? And when you fart, does it really smell like candy canes? No, no, I thought those were reindeer farts. But do elf boogers really taste like gingerbread? Ooh, I bet they do. Oh, I want gingerbread boogers. Right? Ooh, and is it true that tinsel comes from Santa's nose hairs? No, I thought there was the hairs from his... Can we focus, please? Get back to fun.com. Sorry, um, but yeah, we told them about a few things on fun.com. They have ugly Christmas sweaters, and this year they've added sweaters from G.I. Joe, Lord of the Rings, and Hasbro. What do you think about that, Mr. McWaffle Iron? Ugh, it's McWaffle Bottom. But that's great you remember. You know, Santa does get cold when he watches Christmas movies. That's a good start. Do they have anything else? If you like that, then you'll also love their shoes and slippers. This year, Fun.com added Care Bears, Fraggle Rock, Labyrinth, The Nightmare Before Christmas, ooh, and even Michael Myers. Oh no, he still has nightmares about that movie. But he does love him some Fraggle Rock. Wait a minute, Santa watched Halloween? No, The Nightmare Before Christmas. They kidnapped Santa in that movie. Oh, good point. Well, this year, Fun.com added throw blankets. They have X-Men, Gremlins, The Dark Crystal, and The Princess Bride. Wow, I can see why Santa loves Fun.com. All those sound amazing. I think Santa will love them. So does Fun.com have elves I need to email or get a hold of or send a text? No, just go to Fun.com using the link on our show notes to receive 15% off your entire purchase. 
You guys are all right. I can see why Santa likes you. No problem at all. Hey, can you stay and do the show? Can't. It's bowling night, and tonight is two-for-one eggnog. Wait, they even have pet sweaters? Aw, Sugars is going to love that. Hey, have a Merry Christmas and enjoy your gifts. Even if you do wear, should I say, questionable Halloween costumes. I'll see ya. He kind of smelled like candy canes. He did. Wait. Ew. Quick, sorry, yeah. Dan. Before you do that, yes, one yes. more request. Sure. Can you say, Jimmy and Tack, go fuck off? Jimmy and Tack, go fuck off. Was that a request or is that from you? That was a question. <laughs> I just don't like those guys. No, no. <laughs> they uh, left another message. Uh, they wanted. They they made this joke about um, asking you to be on their podcast and then you just replying to the message. Hey guys, fuck off. Oh, hell so yeah. you just made their day. Uh, yeah, they're they're great guys. I, and that's another thing I was talking about bandwidth earlier. And we are and we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan Cummins, what a joke. Yeah. Silly bitch. <laughs> Silly bitch. We, just, we didn't want you guys writing him and, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. I, I did spend a day with him and I recorded some video stuff with him. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a fun day. Um, super nice guy. Really cool. Very down to earth. Yeah, and I, 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 I didn't get invited. But that's okay. You get him fine. I'm teasing. <laughs> All right. So we are back and we got Gilligan's Island, season one, episode 14, entitled Water, Water Everywhere. Water, water in your underwear. <laughs> Even in your underwear. That sounds better. Gross. Facts about the episode first aired on January 2nd, 1965. We're in 65 mm. now. Uh, written by Tom Waldman and Frank Waldman. What if they're brothers? Oh, see, mothers. I was, I was wondering if they're married. That's, yeah. But. <laughs> you're, you're so 2023. <laughs> it's directed by Stanley Z. Cherry. <laughs> he sounds like he'd play bass for a funk group. <laughs> a, a French band. He's yeah, like yeah. Stanley Z. Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he would do those, the, that poetry where you snap your fingers like this. <laughs> It mixed up at the mic. Stanley Z. Jerry. Maybe one of those kind of poems. Yeah. What was it? Like a slam poetry or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, so stupid. Water, water everywhere. Even in your underwear. You dig? <laughs> anyway, according to IMDb, the title is based on the phrase water, water everywhere. Even in your underwear. No. Nor <laughs> water, water everywhere, nor any drop to drink from the rhyme of the ancient mariner by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. I've never heard of that rapper. <laughs> he's a slam poet. No, he's a rapper. It says the, from the rhyme of him. So. <laughs> well, the name of it is called the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Word. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to fade in? Yep, I'm ready to fade in. All right, so we fade in. Scene one. Our story begins with Gilligan on a stationary bicycle. 
As he pedals, it turns a wheel, which picks up water and sends it down a chute to water a plowed area where they have recently planted crops. You know, with salt water in sand. <laughs> yeah. The professor, who is standing in the small field with some hoe, says, That's perfect, Gilligan. Water's flowing just right. Gilligan smiles and says, Thanks, Professor. That's the first time you've ever seen anything nice to me. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the skipper arrives on site with plants in his hands, and Gilligan greets him. Skipper says to the professor, Where do you want these plants? The professor says, Oh, here, Skipper, I'll take them. The professor takes the plants and sets them down next to his hoe. Gilligan, who's still pedaling, says, you know, Skipper, this gets awfully monotonous. The Skipper, with an annoyed look on his face, says, Gilligan, why don't you make a game out of it? Pretend you're taking a long bicycle ride from Cleveland, Ohio to Chicago, Illinois. Gilligan smiles at the idea and then says, hey, Skipper. The Skipper, annoyed as fuck, asks, what? Gilligan asks, which way do I turn, left or right, at Cincinnati? The skipper, losing his patience, oh, a fucking surprise. Mm-hmm, says, will you keep pedaling left? Gilligan nods and continues to pedal. The professor says, you know, skipper, these breadfruit plants are fantastic. They're so rich in food value, a person could live indefinitely just on breadfruit. Gilligan says, I'd rather live on smorgasbord. The captain, who still finds time to look pissed, asks, smorgasbord? Gilligan says, yeah, you know, smoked oysters, fried kippers, pickled herring, Finn and Hattie. Gilligan then coughs. No idea what that is. Gilligan then coughs a little and grabs his throat and says with some grit, salted peanuts. Boy, I'm thirsty. Gilligan jumps off the bike and walks over to the water, being pulled out of the well and drinks. As he's drinking, you know, to dehydrate from bicycling all day, the skipper walks over to him, crosses his arms and says, Gilligan, the water won't flow when you're not pedaling. Gilligan just salutes and jumps right back on the bike. Skipper rolls his eyes and walks off. Mm. The professor who's holding his hoe notices that the crops aren't receiving any water, shouts, pump, Gilligan, pump. Gilligan shouts back, I am pumping. That's what I told your mom. <laughs> Sounds like our same conversation. It's weird. <laughs> The professor drops that hoe and walks over to the bike <laughs> and sees that it's indeed pedaling, but there isn't any water being sent to the crops. The professor says, oh, I see that you are. I don't understand it. The water's not coming through. Gilligan, who's still pedaling for some reason, suggests, well, maybe the spring dried up. The professor says, I think you're right, Gilligan. This spring is our only source of fresh water on the whole island. You know, except that big-ass waterfall in the lagoon. <laughs> Gilligan asks, what happened to it? The professor says, I don't know. If something has interfered with the water supply, this is just the beginning. First, the plants will die. Then the fruit trees will die. And then... And then... What? The professor takes a dramatic pause. He looks at Gilligan in the eye and states, this could be serious, Gilligan. Gilligan asks, serious? You serious? <laughs> the professor states, very serious. Hmm. Hmm. My first thought was, man, that's a lot of rope. It's amazing that they had that much rope just sitting around. <laughs> Seeing in the first episode, they had like, what, three feet left? Um, 
So wait, the professor, <laughs> the professor really couldn't see that big ass wheel not turning. And come on, pump Gilligan, pump! Oh wait, you are pumping! Like really, you <laughs> couldn't see that shit turning? He's going all the way over to it, and like he's literally like face to face with. <laughs> oh, you are. It'd be funny if he was like, keep pumping, and the whole time like the thing's hitting him in the face as it goes by. <laughs> um, I love how before he even sees what the issue is with this water. He already has Gilligan believing that he's got done. <laughs> I mean, it could be something stupid, like, I don't know, a rock fell in the way or sand collapsed or something. It could be something really dumb, but he's like, we're all, we're going to die. You're going to die. Gilligan. <laughs> Why is the skipper such a dick? Like he won't even let Gilligan rehydrate. He's fucking pedaling all day in the hot sun. <laughs> he's like, what yeah, are you doing know. Gilligan? Well, I just thought he'd get some water, you know what I'm saying? Well, if you don't pedal, we don't have water for the crops. Get it? What's more important, the crops or you? Go. Well, I guess I guess, crops are pretty important. I mean, that was dumb. That was a stupid joke. All right. So I wonder if they had like engineers on set to design some of these contraptions because I don't know. I was kind of. You did really? Yeah. Did you really like look at it and like see how it was? Yeah, like, yeah, I did kind of look at it. Yeah, and then later on they have another the drill machine. They have yeah, like yeah. cogs on it and stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's kind of cool to like. Well, I say this later, but I might as well say it now. But like somebody like designed it, yeah, you yeah. know, and then had to build it, build it, mm-hmm. and then it's a shame to like go through all that trouble for it to only be on screen for like a couple of minutes. And that's about well, it. you know, it's sitting in some warehouse somewhere still. Maybe. <clears throat> you know, yeah. they still got that. They were talking about that on. I can't remember what show I was watching. It was either about the about Gilligan's Island or Brady Bunch, but they were saying that. Um, they still have all the the sets, not the sets, but all the cro- the the props and costumes in mm. a warehouse marked Gilligan's Island or Brady Bunch. They still have all that shit sitting in there, wow. in case they might need it someday. It's like, damn. Well, they are rebirthing Gilligan's yeah. Island, so yeah, yeah. that's like um, Barry Williams has the tiki charm, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and hmm. he found it in a box marked Brady Bunch when he was looking on a warehouse for some documentary. It's like, damn. <laughs> I was like on the office <laughs> the big sign, this is Dunder Mifflin in the hallway. Like mm-hmm. um, he said, uh, John Krasinski said when he was on office ladies, he said, cause she was like, what happened to that sign? He's like, I took it. <laughs> and she's like, you took that? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I don't think I was supposed to, but it was like the last day and I just grabbed it and ran, took it to my car. <laughs> she's wow. like, Wow, you took that? She, she's like, I think that was supposed to go to like somebody important on the show. And he's just like, nah, I just took it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got enough money now where if they want to buy it from him, or if you know, if he gets fined, <laughs> he's good. Right. <laughs> All right. Scene two. <clears throat> Next we see Gilligan running around the island looking for the skipper. He shouts, Skipper! <laughs> <laughs> That was was perfect. (laughs) Where are you? As he rounds a corner, he happens upon the shower. Someone in the shower dumps water all over on top of them to wash off. Gilligan shouts, don't use the water. (laughs) I got some important news for. And then attempts to run over, but trips and slides through the mud and into the shower face to face with a pair of feet. Gilligan asks, Skipper? Ginger giggles and says, really, Gilligan, mm-hmm. do I look like the skipper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she continues to giggle as she puts mud on his face with her toes. Gilligan gets up off the ground and says, 
I don't know, bare feet or bare feet. But then, just then, Ginger opens the curtain a little and pokes her head out and says, yes. Gilligan sheepishly says, no, you sure don't look like the skipper. Ginger giggles again and says, thanks. Would you be a doll and get me the towel over there on the bush? (laughs) Gilligan walks over and picks up the towel and asks, you mean this little towel? Ginger giggles again, loving how uncomfortable she's making Gilligan feel. Says, yeah, come on, bring it over. I won't bite you. Hard. (laughs) No, she didn't say that. Gilligan, with some seriousness in his voice, asks, you promise you won't bite me? (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Ginger says, I promise I won't bite you. (laughs) Ginger giggles and pulls back inside the shower. Gilligan hands her the towel inside the curtain. He quickly pulls back and shouts, ow, you bit me. Ginger pokes her head out again and says, yeah, aren't I a tease? (laughs) You know, like a liar. (laughs) Gilligan has a look on his face as if to say, you bitch. (laughs) But shows restraint. Ginger says, hey, hey, don't go away. I'll be right out. (laughs) Gilligan asks, you'll be right out. Gilligan begins to worry, thinking that she'll come out naked, you know. Because that's how life works. (laughs) Ginger says, ready or not, here I come. (laughs) Gilligan panics. I'm not ready. Ginger (laughs) steps out of the shower with a towel on as well as one on her head. She says, but I was just washing my hair, silly. (laughs) You certainly, you certainly are bashful. (laughs) Gilligan nervously chuckles and says, only with girls. Ginger giggles and says, you shouldn't be so shy. You know, under all that mud, there's a charming, attractive man. You know, like a liar. (laughs) As she says this, she draws a heart with an arrow through it in the mud all over his chest. And then walks off. Gilligan, in shock over what just happened, wipes away the heart. And steps into the shower to clean up, you know, before Mary Ann sees him. <laughs> the skipper now arrives at the shower. He notices someone in the shower. Then notices an article of clothing lying on a nearby branch. <laughs> the skipper with a huge pervy smile on his face says, Ginger's scarf. <laughs> as he walks over to a hibiscus flower, he says, as lovely as a girl I've ever seen. He picks the flower up and creeps over to the shower with a big smile on his face. Yeah, you know, when you eat yellow chocolate pudding, you have to watch out for the pudding (laughs) pincher. He knocks on the shower and says, here's for one of the loveliest persons on the island. And then drops the flower into the shower from overhead. Is he behind the tree? (laughs) Gilligan steps out with all of his clothes on and with a big smile, he says, Thanks, Skipper. My first corsage. Does that mean we're engaged? (laughs) Now, this may surprise you, Tack, but the Skipper actually gets angry here. (laughs) He does, does, yeah. He furrows his brow and says, Gilligan, what are you doing in there with your clothes on? You're supposed to be naked. I mean, (laughs) Gilligan says, I've been trying to find you, Skipper. I have some very important news. The Skipper asks, news? What news? Gilligan thinks for a second and says, oh, 
I don't know. With everything that happened, the mud, Ginger trying to fuck me all the time. <laughs> Gilligan smiles and adds, my first corsage. The skipper says, here, Gillen, Gilligan, this will wake you up. He shoves Gilligan back into the shower and then pulls the rope to dump the water, but nothing comes out. Hmm. The skipper says, hey, there's no water. Gilligan shoots out of the shower and says, right, that's what the news is about. We're out of water. <laughs> Gilligan stole my joke <laughs> again. Hmm. He was like, <laughs> he was like, everything going on with the mud and this. I was like, how funny would it be if he says, in my corsage? You know? And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, he fucking said it. I was like, that's so perfect. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I wish Ginger would just fuck him and get it over with. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It's giving him too much anxiety. He's <laughs> just like, God. Yeah, I don't think she has anything else. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he might be the lesser of, like, three evils, four evils. Um, uh, why in the hell would she want his muddy ass getting her clean towel? Like, he got mud all over the towel when he grabbed it. His hands are all dirty. <laughs> I don't know. Why does um, she have the towel, like, 20 feet away from the shower? Well, where the fuck did she get the towel? It's a towel. It's a legit towel. So homegirl has two different size towels again on a three hour tour. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they're on the boat. I don't know. Um, When when she had the the towel on her head, she kind of looked like Cindy Lou Who. Oh, Cindy Lou Who? Yeah. You know who that is, right? Or what she does now? No, not really. That little girl? Oh. Well, she's like a lead singer of like a metal band now. Hmm. And she's like um, robots? (laughs) <laughs> and she's like super like sexy so like her thing is wearing basically nothing hmm. <laughs> and uh, she's just like this badass bitch and just sings for this fucking like metal band yeah she sounds like a badass bitch with daddy issues but okay <laughs> um but anyways the towel looked like 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 cindy lou who the character oh yeah yeah um, <clears throat> kind of thing. yeah man marianne is gonna be so pissed <laughs> when she finds out that, that Ginger's trying to screw her man again. Um, but then my last note is creepy ass Skipper strikes again. <laughs> Maybe him and uh, Greg Brady should hang out. Yeah. He'd probably try to fuck Greg Brady. <laughs> Scene three. Later, we see Marianne and Ginger pouring water into a large bag, mm. which, by the way, I had no idea that was a bag until later in the episode, and I had to go back <laughs> and change it from pot <laughs> to bag. You know, because they had a, a normal wooden barrel <laughs> earlier this season that they kept water in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then I guess the joke didn't work, so they had to switch it to a bag, you know, because that's a thing. People putting water in a, you know, cloth bag, that's... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, the professor says to the skipper, until we locate a spring or dig a new well, I suggest we start rationing. (laughs) Sorry, hold on. I suggest we start a rationing system. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you said it correctly. Rationing. Yeah, I'm glad you said it correctly. Yeah, rationing. Is is that because you're (laughs) from the Midwest now? Why do they say it like it's rationing? Why do they keep... And it's not just one of them. They all say it like this throughout the whole episode, and it drives me insane. Do you think it's one of those things with the director, like they're like rationing, like ah, 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 ah. <laughs> ration, like oh my god, seriously? <laughs> it's like I saw um, the oh, Stanley Z Cherry. Well, he's probably French, so he's probably like, oh, is you a ra- rationing? Ration. Um, I saw uh, a performance of the Dario Van Frank, and yeah. a friend of mine was in it, and she said the director insisted on them pronouncing it Frank. 
Hmm. And she said it irritated everybody in the cast because everybody knows it as Anne Frank, not Anne Frank. <laughs> right. <clears throat> it's like that, uh, that chef Giada. Something like Food Network and shit. Oh, she always pronounces shit with an accent, like with her Italian accent, like oh, even things like spaghetti. But that's the like only she, time she has an Italian accent. I know, but she, you know, she wants to pronounce it all correctly. So you start and you pull out your spaghetti and then you put it in your sauce, and then you might want to grab some linguine. And I'm like, oh my god, fucking stop! <laughs> and I have to go feed my kitty. I mean, that's what you sound like. So. Anyway, the skipper says, very good suggestion, Professor. Skipper adds, by the way, love the way you pronounce ration. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to see one person knows good how to man. pronounce it correctly. <laughs> As the skipper walks off, he looks over at the girls and says, thank you, ladies, for your contribution to our water supply. Aww. Marianne, after pouring water into the bag, says, well, that's all the fresh water I have. After Ginger had poured her rations, she says... Oh my goodness, this isn't water. It's my perfume. Mad <laughs> desire mixed with flaming passion and sex pot and ball sweat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marion says, great. I wonder what the men will do when they drink that. Ginger says, I don't know, but I'm dying to find out. The girls giggle and run off. As they do, Professor Daddy says, no fish girls. It'll make us thirsty. They agree and walk off. You know, they did some of the scene that was kind of, it kind of made me feel good. It was oh. nice to see Marianne hitting the bottom of her canteen, you know, because we all know how water sticks to the bottom of a canteen like ketchup does. <laughs> it was nice to see them be that thorough with stuff. That, that took a lot of research for that one. Like, <laughs> by the way, I want to pause here for a second and I want to thank whoever it was that posted that video in our in a very brady Facebook group <laughs> about that woman laughing. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel like I've been attacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to, we need to start um, doing a better job of, you know, who we let in. <laughs> right. I feel like we, uh, we've created like a hostile <clears throat> work environment now. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. Yeah, I'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I like how the professor says for the girls not to cook fish for dinner. Don't cook fish. <laughs> they're like, what else are they gonna eat? They're like, oh, okay. So tonight, I guess we'll make burgers and fries, or maybe I can make some. He's probably like, I'm gonna get my ham now. <laughs> no, <laughs> not gross. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <sighs> how does fish make you thirsty? Any food makes you thirsty. <laughs> I mean, what are they like Robbie getting salt or something like what, the, what is he know. talking about no. oh, Jesus but he's a professor so he knows he fucking everything I thought it was the skipper that says it no it was the professor was it oh, okay scene four a while later Gilligan comes from out of the jungle and out of breath he says water 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 I gotta have water he drops to his knees and crawls over to the skipper and grabs his leg and says, I need water or I'll go mad. Water, water. <laughs> he pulls himself up using the skipper to get to his feet. He goes on, please, skipper, water. The skipper, tired of his, his shenanigans, pulls him up and says, Gilligan, cut that out. <laughs> we haven't even started rationing yet. 
<laughs> Gilligan stands up straight and says, I know. I was just practicing for later. <laughs> I know. I was just I was just practicing dying. Like it's gonna happen like <laughs> next week anyway. I'm just practicing. <laughs> the skipper rolls his eyes and says, Here, start emptying these containers into our water supply. Gilligan says, Aye aye, sir. Gilligan walks over with a jug to empty into the pot. As he pours, he didn't notice the spout on it as it pours onto the ground. Mm. Next, the Howells arrive as Mr. Howell says, Professor, is it true that you're planning to ration water? <laughs> the skipper runs over and says, That's right. We only have enough left in our supply for a few days. The professor adds, Yes. We may tap a spring in a day or two. He turns to the skipper and says, I saw some shale rock formations. We could dig a well. <laughs> if we all pitch in and help. Mr. Howell says, count me out. When I sink a well, I usually strike oil. He then laughs at his own joke. Mrs. Howell pipes up and says, yes, some people have a green thumb. Thurston has an oily one. And she looks at him and goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> We call that oil. Gross. <laughs> they, they giggle with each other and give each other an Eskimo kiss. Oh, oh sounds like it's in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so people are going to think all kinds of stuff. Gilligan says, <laughs> Gilligan says, Skipper, good luck trying to get volunteers to dig a well. I couldn't get anyone to help me. And I was the president. Remember that? You know, like, do you? Because <laughs> it, it happened. No. no, he says, Skipper, what happens if we get thirsty? I mean, right now I'd like to have a nice, tall, cool glass. The Skipper quickly shuts him up, saying, Gilligan, little buddy, please, until we find a new spring or locate another place to dig a well, let's not use the word water. In other words, it only makes everybody more thirsty. They all agree. Gilligan says, I'm sorry, Skipper. But I won't mention the name of that wet liquid again. See? I didn't say water. <laughs> but then has a surprised look on his face as to what he just said. The skipper quickly turns and gives him the stank eye. Oh, shit. You said water. Water. When Mrs. Howell said the line, most people have a green thumb, but Thornton has... I started to panic as where she was going with this. <laughs> Because <laughs> we were just talking about oil, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you green thumb, but Thurston has... And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, please, please. Oh, okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that just means it's it's bigger than ours. Um, That in? Yeah, I don't care. It's up to you. I can't believe somebody put that video on our website on, on Facebook. Man. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I still uh, don't get that video that was posted. I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Have you noticed how many times the skipper looks directly into the camera? <laughs> no. He's done it twice this episode. Um <laughs> <laughs> is it like your nephew Nick? Like like that? 
I don't like he he focuses right on the camera as he walks by. I say, like, what is wrong with you? Um, why can't they use reverse osmosis like in Revenge of the Nerds too? Um, what was that? I don't remember. Well, that's where you take. <clears throat> I mean, I know it's far fetched on this show that they have anything abnormal. <laughs> that you normally wouldn't have on a three-hour tour, but you basically take like plastic, rubber, something that would that water would stick to, and you fill up a pot of water. You put the clear plastic over top of it at an angle, so that when you heat up like seawater, for instance, it catches condensation. Yeah, it catches the condensation. The condensation rolls to another side, cools off, drips into another right. pot, and that's it's how you get water to like filter. You know, like yeah, salt yeah. water or something like that. Yeah. So why don't they just do that? Condon. Sorry, not a condom. It's not a condom. No, that's something else. <laughs> no, no, it's a fuck. I can't remember the condensation. Yeah, but well, it's called it's called reverse like osmosis. Evapor- evaporator. Yeah, or I don't remember. Anyway, but yeah, it's very. Com- that's what I would think of to do if I was like in their situation. Yeah, but, <clears throat> but I, I guess we have to be professor to understand why that won't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good point. Scene five. Continued. The professor says, right now, I suggest we start rationing the amount we drink. Skipper says, exactly, professor. Now, like I said, we only have a few days left in our mm-mm supply. Gilligan asks, mm-mm supply? <laughs> Skipper holds his finger to his lips and tells him, shh. <laughs> Gilligan mouths, oh, water. <laughs> and smiles at their new secret code. Skipper says, Mr. Howell. I'm going to put you in charge of the rationing. <laughs> Mrs. Howell says, as usual, Thurston, the drinks are on you. Mrs. Howell leaves and heads back to the Howell Manor. Skipper says, well, let's start looking for a new spring. I have my trusty new divining rod here. And believe me, gentlemen, if there's anything to drink on the island, I'll find it. Mm. This rod will point out even a few drops. The professor says, a divining rod? We can't afford to trust our lives to superstition. Mm-hmm. Skipper says, oh, Professor, it's not superstition. He walks over to Mr. Hal and asks, what do you think of my new divining rod? Mr. Hal patronizes by saying, oh, I think it's divine. <laughs> and then he corrects it. No, it's utter nonsense. Hogwash. I don't believe it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the divining rod begins to move around. Skipper says, hey, look. The rod points down, and the skipper follows it. Ooh. Gilligan says, hey, it's pointing Mr. Howe's leg. As the divining rod moves closer and closer to Mr. Howe's leg, Mr. Howe gets nervous and says, oh, I'd, I'd better uh, I'd better go to the hut. Lovey's expecting me. Uh, Coming, dear. Be right there. The skipper down at Mr. Howe's pant leg holds the divining rod as it's shaking as all get out. Mm. The skipper, trying to hold on to it, says, Come on, Mr. Howell, your pants leg. <laughs> Mr. Howell lifts his pant leg and revealed that there's a flask strapped to his ankle. Mm. Gilligan's jaw drops. And with an awkward look on his face, Mr. Howell takes the flask and pours it into the bag with the rest of the supply. Wow. <clears throat> My only note is I love Mr. Howell's facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to watch more of him this time because you always talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But I really am enjoying Bob Denver's facial expressions. Oh, a lot him too. More. Yeah, for sure. But but hmm. the, it's almost like Mr. Howell has the reason, like not the reason, but has the permission to, to just do whatever the hell he wants. Like, I mean, Gilligan has to do it within the confines of the storyline a lot of times and his relationship mm-hmm. with the skipper. But 
Mr. Howe, it doesn't matter. Like he can literally do whatever the hell he wants. Like it's amazing. It's great. <clears throat> what I freaking love is, which we're going to talk about in a little bit later in another mm-hmm. scene, is when they give um, <laughs> Jim Backus a stick or a cane of some kind, mm. and he just has fun with it. When he's he has a stick in one of the scenes in here because that's one of my notes. Yeah, yeah. Is why is he carrying a stick? What is that? <laughs> because <laughs> the shit he does with these things. Because I think they just say, I think before a scene, I think they just hand him something like, "Here you go." <laughs> and he's like, oh, and he's like, do whatever you want with it. And okay. I think he just like, eh, I think it's all Jim Backus when he, probably, yeah. he does stick stuff. It's people. probably like when um, when the guy who played Iron Man eats on set, where oh, that's yeah, yeah. just him. Like <laughs> he like hides food around yeah. the set. <laughs> that's probably Jim Backus. He just walks in with a problem. What? It's my problem. Like, all right, whatever. Like, he says it's his problem. Okay. Scene six. A few minutes later, Skipper leads the way with his divining rod to find water. Whoa. Gilligan, while tagging along, says, Skipper, I'm still thirsty. But I didn't say W-A-T-E. The Skipper cuts him off by saying, all right, little buddy, all right. Come here, Gilligan. I've got an idea. The Skipper stops and bends down. He picks up some pebbles or seeds or perhaps even nuts. (laughs) Off the ground and says, this is the little trick of survival I learned from the natives of the Solomons. Now put these nuts in your mouth, Gilligan, and (laughs) suck on them. It really works. Honest, it does. Gilligan and the skipper both pop a couple of nuts in their mouth. Gilligan Gilligan asks, "Mm I'm trying to get through this. Sorry. <laughs> uh, keeping all this in, by the way. <laughs> okay. Gilligan asks. <laughs> the skipper says. <laughs> Wait, you didn't read that right. Is Gilligan retorts. <laughs> The skipper spits his nuts out and says, Oh, Gilligan, please don't talk when I've when I've got a mouthful of nuts. <laughs> Gilligan says, As Gilligan says this, the skipper accidentally swallows his nuts and nearly chokes. Gilligan smacks Yeah. Gilligan smacks. <laughs> Gilligan smacks his back to help. Of course, the skipper blames his choking on Gilligan as he says, what was it that was so important that you had to say to me? Gilligan spits out his nuts and says, I was just going to tell you that I would never talk when you had nuts in your mouth because you might, and they both say together, might swallow swallow them. them. The skipper says, thanks a lot, Gilligan. (laughs) Oh, God. Just then, the divining rod jumps into action and starts to point. Gilligan says, hey, it's starting to point. The skipper says, yeah, right over there. Gilligan argues and says, no, it's pointing over here. The skipper argues back and says, no, over there. Gilligan (laughs) grabs the divining rod and says, here. The skipper fights back and says, there. Gilligan says, no, here. (laughs) Pulls the rod until it... (laughs) I was going to do it all again. I was literally when I was writing this, I was going to write it like six more times. 
and then pulls the rod until it breaks in half. Oh, no. The skipper gives Gilligan an evil look. Gilligan hangs his head in shame. <laughs> so I thought that pebble part was going to go a different way. <clears throat> I thought he was going to make him put pebbles in his mouth pebbles. as a way to what? keep him. Pebble? What are you talking about pebbles? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Nuts. Nuts. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was telling them, was like, it's a way to keep from being thirsty. Mm. But after a while, I thought the conversation was going to be like, Gilligan says, Skipper, this isn't helping. I'm still really thirsty. And Skipper was going to say, it's not so you don't get thirsty. It's so you shut up, Gilligan. That's, <laughs> what, that's where I thought the whole joke was going to go, but it didn't go that way at all. I thought it was going to be animal droppings. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought they were going to find out that it wasn't pebbles. It was like, I don't know, like. Like bird shit or something. I don't know. Like, I just would have been funny. <laughs> the only person that could identify that would be the professor. Yeah. So like, what are you doing? Oh, we got these you know, pebbles in our mouths. Like, those aren't pe- pebbles. Gilligan. That's guano. Like, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. To me, they look more like either nuts or or maybe even balls. I'm not sure. Maybe <laughs> I figure maybe maybe Thurston left some of his golf balls laying around. So I'm pretty sure they, those were balls that they were. In the, in the <laughs> Just God. saying. A bit later, Gilligan and the skipper are working on something. I have no idea what it is, <laughs> but they're working. Mr. Howell walks through with a bucket and says, Captain Gilligan, your water boy. Look at me. I'm the water boy, as Gilligan continues to dig a hole, he throws the dirt over his shoulder, not knowing that he's throwing the dirt right onto Mr. Howell. Mr. Howell says, good heavens, it's so dry, it's raining dirt. He continues on to his duties. Ew. As he says, water, water, oh, captain. The skipper has a large bamboo shoot on a sawhorse. Is that what that's called, sawhorse? <clears throat> mm-hmm. I was completely drawn a blank. And is hammering a nail into it. Gilligan says, Skipper. This distracts the skipper as he hammers his own thumb. He says, Oop! Gilligan runs over to his aid and says, Here, let me do it. Mr. Howe finds the two and says, Oh, I see I'm here just in time. Gilligan says, Oh, Mr. Howe, you're all covered in dirt. Let me brush you off. Here. (laughs) Gilligan walks over to him and brushes the dirt off Mr. Howe's shoulders. But while doing so, he adds more dirt onto his shirt from his dirty hands. Mr. Howe barks and says, don't do that, Gilligan. Your hands are dirty. That's how he said hands. It was weird. <laughs> Gilligan shows Mr. Howe his hands and says, not now, Mr. Howe. <laughs> the skipper says, time for our afternoon rations already? <laughs> Mr. Howe says, that's exactly why I'm here. I'm your friendly water boy. Look at me. I'm the water boy, All right, Gilligan, go ahead. That's a good boy. Gilligan stands off to the side, ready for his rations. Mr. Howell says, close your eyes and open your mouth. Let's turn off the lights and play a game called uh, Who's in My Mouth? (laughs) Gilligan says, okay, Mr. Howell, fill her up. (laughs) Wow. And then he hears a zipping noise. (laughs) Gilligan leans his head back, closes his eyes, and opens wide. Hell yeah. <laughs> Mr. Howe reaches into his water bucket and says, Here we are, here we go. Mr. Howe now squirts a half filled water dropper of water into Gilligan's mouth. Gilligan says, 
Is that all I get for my afternoon rations? Eight drops? <laughs> Mr. Howell says, eight drops? Good heavens. <laughs> you got your evening rations, too. But here's one for the road, as he drops one more drop on Gilligan's tongue. Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed that the uh, the nails that they were using, but they're the kind Mr. Ellington used to use back in the day. The double-headed nails, so you could pull them back out of the stage. Oh, I don't know. I didn't oh, know. Okay. Now you're noticing um, nails, really? Yeah. yeah look, you don't. <laughs> um, look, at you thought they were pebbles. Clearly, clearly they were nuts. Um, did they really think Mr. Howell would use water? I mean, did they really think Mr. Howell would not use water as currency? Like, I mean, that's my first thought was Mr. Howell's going to keep all that and then start charging people <laughs> to, to drink it. Like, He's the worst person to put in charge. Of he that. is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Scene eight. Later that night, the skipper is tending to the water supply with Gilligan. Skipper says, Gilligan, I want you to guard this water with your life. Gilligan says, you can count on me, skipper. The skipper says, I hope so. Because if you don't guard this water with your life, your life might not be worth guarding. Oh, shit. Gilligan has an awkward look on his face. Kind of like when someone would ask you to call him daddy last week. And now they're threatening your life. <laughs> it's like, it's like, an awkward like look. That. Yeah. The skipper now asks, got a knife? <laughs> Gilligan asks, a knife? Skipper, those people out there are my friends. The skipper says, no, Gilligan. I just want to mark the water level on a stick. Gilligan hands the skipper his knife. The skipper carves a mark onto the stick and says, all right, now. That's how much water we have now. We'd better... Have as much water when I get back. Mm. Those folks might start getting desperate. Gilligan asks in a squeaky tone, desperate? The skipper says, very desperate. And gives Gilligan a very serious look and walks off. He stops one more time and says, Gilligan, <laughs> keep a stiff upper lip. Gilligan looks around worried about his well-being. Mm. So what about evaporation? Like, that's a thing. They're on a, like, they're in the Caribbean. Like, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine there's too much evaporation at night though. Well, plus it's a bag. It'd be really easy for somebody to take the water and then just like <laughs> squeeze the bag to make it look like it's, you know what I mean? I don't feel like this is a very oh, accurate way. I, see what you're yeah, um, you, I don't think it is either because like the amount that spoiler alert that people steal later, I can't imagine would have much effect on a carved, yeah, you know, like <laughs> carving out of a stick. Like yeah, I don't yeah. think that there was to be much of a difference at all. Right. Mm. Um, also, what about evaporate or what about uh, bugs? Like shouldn't that thing be covered? Like it should be covered for several reasons. Like evaporation <laughs> is one. Yeah. Bugs would be another. Yeah. And just yeah, hundred <laughs> percent mm. should be covered. If they only had a barrel or something. Yeah, I really. I wonder what they do with it. <laughs> Where do they even get that barrel? <laughs> I can't imagine. Well, they that probably was on got the like boat. shower curtains and weird shit like that, but they don't have a fucking barrel. <laughs> <clears throat> Scene nine. Later that night, Gilligan stands guard of the water. He paces back and forth, saying, "I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not a I bit do afraid." Believe in ghosts. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do believe in ghosts. <laughs> I thought of that too. Just then, Mister House sneaks up on him and taps him on the shoulder with a stick. <laughs> Somebody Gilligan. had a case of the jimmies. <laughs> Gilligan screams out. Mr. House says, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to alarm you, Gilligan. <laughs> Gilligan screams out, Mr. Howell. <laughs> and the facial expression I really liked is when Gilligan said this line, you didn't alarm me. You just scared me. 
<laughs> Mr. Howe whispers, there's just something I have to tell you. Gilligan asks, if it's about the water, the answer is no. Oh, damn. Mr. Howe continues to whisper and says, no, no, it's something I must tell you in the deepest confidence. Mm. Come over here. <laughs> he tickles Gilligan's belly with a stick and takes a few <laughs> steps away from the water to tell him something secretive. Gilligan, not quite trusting, still stands near the water. Mr. Howell says, Gilligan, come over here. Come here. Come here. I got a secret. You want to hear a secret? Come here. And then he passes his legs. He's like, come here. Come here. Come on. Come here. You, you want to go outside? <laughs> Gilligan, you want a cracker? Gilligan, you want a cracker? Gilligan's like, yeah. Going against his orders in his own gut, agrees to walk over to Mr. Howell. He says, Okay, but when I come over here, it's the same answer as over there. No. <laughs> Mr. Howe chuckles and says, Gilligan, my boy, I must tell you that you are in very serious trouble. Gilligan asks, mm. huh? Mr. Howe goes on. Well, I happen to know that someone is planning to steal the water supply. Oh, damn. Mm, I know. He's Mr. Like Perry Mason. <laughs> Mr. Howe then whistles out of nowhere. Gilligan asks, Who? Mr. Howell says, it's someone you know very well. Oh, damn. Hmm. Just then, we see Mrs. Howell hiding from behind a bush. Ooh. Mr. Howell whistles again. Gilligan asks, why are you whistling, Mr. Howell? Mr. Howell chuckles and says, oh, a little bird call. Gilligan joins in on the bird calls and whistles too. Mr. Howell goes on, now, the master plan, you see, these two people plan to distract you. Mm. And while your back is turned, one of them is going to steal the water. Oh, Gilligan, damn. who's getting a bad feeling about this, begins to turn around to look at the water. But Mr. Howell stops him. Gilligan asks, who would do a thing like that? Mr. Howell says, please, shh, no names. Oh, damn. I know. Meanwhile, Mr. Howell talks and basically explains the whole plan. <laughs> Mrs. Howell has dunked two large boots into the water supply and filled them up. Gilligan asks, how many are there? Mr. Howell says, there's two. Hard to tell you see in a crowd. But Mrs. Howell and I both think if this should happen, that your name would be Mud. Mm. Gilligan says, oh, changing my name wouldn't do any good. Skipper, still, Skipper could still find me. He knows what <laughs> I look like. <laughs> Mr. Howell chuckles and says, good luck, my boy. Gilligan says, well, good night, Mr. Howell, and thanks for the warning. You sure you can't tell me their names? Mr. Howell says, I would never forgive myself. Time to turn in. Good night. And with a couple more pokes with a stick, Mr. Howell leaves with two boots full of water from the water supply. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, this is where I'd ask the question, <clears throat> why does Mr. Howell carry that stick? It's not even that long of a stick. It's not even a cane. It's like a like a foot and a half long. That's <laughs> awesome. And it's got like a metal ball on one end and a little poker on the other. Like, what the hell is the point of that stick? Um, but also they're going to drink water from from shoes that's fucking gross yeah it is gross hmm. well like i was saying before i swear i think jim backus must have been fun as hell to work with oh, i'm <laughs> sure notice how he tickled gilligan's belly with a stick i feel that's all jim backus like in other episodes where he kept doing that or smacking him on the ass with a stick, <laughs> just kept fucking with him through the whole scene i wonder if hilarious. jim backus was a nice guy or if he's kind of an asshole I don't know, but I feel like he'd be fun as hell to work with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> Scene 10. 
Later that night, we see Ginger out for an evening stroll through the jungle. She stops at the water supply. Gilligan hides over in the bushes to ambush any would-be thief. Mm. Ginger says, Ooh, my goodness me. Why has Gilligan left the water bag unguarded? (laughs) Anybody who wanted to steal it could have stolen it by now. (laughs) Gilligan giggles like Tack does when he's about to startle someone. (laughs) I do do that. I do be doing that. As Ginger continues to talk to herself out loud. Now, where in the world would Gilligan be? (laughs) Gilligan pops out and says, here I am. (laughs) Ginger screams and says, my goodness, Gilligan, where were you? (laughs) Gilligan says, I was hiding behind the bush. Lucky thing for you that you didn't try to steal any water. (laughs) Ginger says, oh, Gilligan, you silly, suspicious boy. Now, why in the world would I do a thing like that? (laughs) She takes him by the collar and pulls him off to the side and a little closer to her. Mm. Ginger goes on. I saw the skipper and he told me that you were on guard duty. So I came over to keep you company. Ginger continues to pull him further and further away from the water supply. Mm. Gilligan says, thanks. Ginger goes on. Gee, Gilligan, I don't know how you do it. I mean, hour after hour after hour. I mean, don't you ever get sleepy? (laughs) Gilligan shakes his head. Ginger goes on, but speaks a little calmer and almost to a whisper. I mean, don't you ever find that your eyes are getting heavier and wanting to close? (laughs) Gilligan's eyes are now getting heavy and closing. Mm. Ginger continues. Arms are so heavy and you can't keep them up. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Marianne pops out from behind the bushes. And sneaks up to the water. (laughs) And sneaks up to the water supply. Ginger goes on. Don't you ever feel that you're going into a deep sleep? Deep, deep sleep. (laughs) Gilligan's eyes are now closed, but then he pops them back open again and says, Nope. (laughs) Ginger Ginger says, Of course not. A big strong man like you would never fall asleep. I mean, a big strong man like you. Your right eye could never get so heavy. (laughs) Marianne continues on and fills some of the water into a glove. Ginger whispers, a big strong man like you could never, ever fall asleep. (laughs) Gilligan, now with his eyes closed, says, no, I could never fall and then begins snoring. Hmm. Marianne finishes filling up her glove full of water and runs off. Ginger sees that the job is complete. She whispers, Goodbye, Gilligan. (laughs) And as he sleeps, she kisses the tip of her finger. And just as she's about to put it on his lips, his head falls asleep and her fingertip lands on his hat. Hmm. Ginger looks at him with shock and then shrugs. So I'm disappointed with Marianne. Yes. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. 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 Yeah, My first note says, wow. So Marianne does not care that Gilligan gets in trouble. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Just perhaps. Yeah. She doesn't deserve Gilligan type. (sighs) Yeah. You know what? Gilligan's pure. He would never do that. He can't even understand why someone would even do it. Why would somebody steal from? He wouldn't even say the word. It's true. It's fucked up. I think Ginger is a bad influence. Mm-hmm. 
Scene 11. A few moments later, the skipper walks out from the jungle with Marianne, Ginger, and Mr. and Mrs. Howell in tow, both carrying their stolen water in hand. Skipper says, Gilligan. (laughs) Gilligan, while standing guard and carving a stick, says, Advance and be recognized, Skipper. Ooh, damn. Skipper says to the delinquents, right this way. Gilligan asks, what's all the big fuss about? Skipper says, I'll show you, ladies. Marianne walks up and dumps her glove full of water back into the supply. Skipper says, Mrs. Howell. Mrs. Howell walks up and dumps her stolen water back into the supply, too. Skipper now comes over with his measuring stick and takes a measure. He says, Gilligan, you're lucky. It's all there. (laughs) (laughs) The skipper now turns to the thieves and asks, Now aren't you all ashamed of yourselves? Ginger nods in agreement, and they all hang their heads in shame. Mr. Howell adds, I'm ashamed we got caught. (laughs) Oh, damn. Right? Skipper turns to Gilligan and says, And you, Gilligan. Gilligan cuts him off and says, Skipper, I don't know. The skipper asks, Gilligan, what have you been doing here all this time? (laughs) Gilligan says, I made a new divining rod. Look. The skipper says, oh, Gilligan, it takes a very special technique to make a divining rod. Gilligan, don't you know that it has to be blessed by a wizard? That's right. You have to pray a very specific prayer. Did you pray it? (laughs) No. (laughs) It has to be kissed by a shaman. You have to soak it in goat urine. Do you even have goat urine? No. <laughs> Did you even put a uh, black cat's eyelash inside of it? <laughs> Do you have bald eagle anus anus hairs? Do you? Or anus feathers? Do you have bald eagle anus feathers, Gillian? No. How can you even do it if you don't have bald eagle anus feathers? <laughs> Did you get woodchuck semen? Do you even have woodchuck semen? Uh, do you know how to get woodchuck semen? It's hard at first. And then, you know, then you do the rest. Gilligan asks, Skipper, will you stop being sore at me if it hits water? Skipper says, Gilligan, I promise I will never, ever get sore at you again if that divining rod hits water. You know, like a liar. <laughs> exactly. Gilligan smiles. Skipper asks, well, let me see it. Gilligan quickly hides it behind him as he says, no. <laughs> Amongst <laughs> doing this, he pokes a hole in the water bag and all the water pours out. Everyone watches and rolls their eyes because that's all you can do when the rest of your life source is slowly draining out of a bag <laughs> and onto the ground. Just sit there and sigh. Yeah. Gilligan reaches down and tries to stop the water from coming out with no help from anybody else, but it's too late and it's all gone. Gilligan has a very sad look on his face. Mr. Howell says, that boy needs therapy. <laughs> <laughs> that boy needs Jesus. <clears throat> Yeah, that that was my note. Like, I I love how they make absolutely no attempt whatsoever (laughs) to save any of the water at all. They have no sense of urgency. (laughs) Yeah. They're just like, oh, man, look, now it's pouring out. Look at it. It's just pouring out. Man, there goes more. 
There's another the same gallon. look I get on my face when my son wants Cheerios when I literally just came from the kitchen <laughs> is the same look they're getting when all of the water that's going to keep them alive <laughs> is draining onto the ground and evaporating. Oh, man, there goes another gallon. Like, Can you believe that? See, look, it's like I was just out there. This is them. <laughs> that was all our water. It's the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> that is equal to them. <laughs> yeah. So this is where we take our next break. Oh, so Gilligan has now accidentally poured the entire water supply on the ground. Will he find a new supply? Hmm. Will they finally use the waterfall of the lagoon? <laughs> Will Marianne ever earn her way back into our hearts after what she did? It's going to take a lot. Yeah, I think so. We'll be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s weekly newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the Risky Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. <laughs> oh, a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. grandparents. Michael, Michael J. Fox. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. And we are back. Ooh, that was a good break. I had to take a break from all that giggling. <laughs> Man, we were giggling our little asses off in that first half. Yes, we, we oh. did. A little tack of the giggle monsters. We are. We just, yeah, we get on those giggling fits, man. Like that was an example because I, I talked about it last week, I think. It was mm. last week, maybe the week before, how we giggle a lot and a lot of times we cut it out. That's an example of us, like what we giggle, like how we giggle, <laughs> like when we don't cut it out. <laughs> like not cut it out, you know what I mean? Like literally cut it out. Never mind. No, I sound like Joey. Um, <clears throat> or not Joey, but um, Dave whatever. Dave Coulier. Yeah, yeah. I met Dave Coulier once. Cool. Yeah, Coulier. Yeah, Coulier. Yeah. <laughs> I went to. I went and saw him do stand up one time, and it was a small venue. So when the set was over, he actually came out and like did a little meet and greet with everybody, and, and uh, it was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. Neato. Mm-hmm. Was he wearing a, a hockey jersey? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Just jeans and like a button-up t-shirt. Not t-shirt, but you know, button-up short sleeve shirt. Just, you know, pretty normal. <laughs> That's cool. 
Neato, neato. Yeah, well, nice guy. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So since I've met Dave Coulier, maybe we can send him a message to see if we can get him on the show. Sure. Since yeah, what's like, he doing? <laughs> we're like boys now, you know? Like buddies. True. You say, hey, remember back in like 2000 when I went and saw you in Jacksonville, <laughs> Florida? Not Illinois, but Florida. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yeah. Just say something about wood and he'll come up and go, the subtle soul. Wood? Wood? He just pops up out of nowhere. He scares the shit out of you when he does it. <laughs> Would you be interested in coming into our podcast? And hey. talking about, don't say it, don't say it. Wood? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Uh, yeah. I feel like at some point we need to reach out to Tina Louise. You know what I mean? Because she's the only one left and, you know. Yeah. Is she, like, is she all there still? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you mean, like, you mean, like, body-wise? Are you asking if she's hot? <laughs> no. Am I supposed to say, like, dude, she is all there, if you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, mentally, like, is she going to remember what Gilligan's Island is? You know? I don't know. Is she There's just going to wait to find out? I'm reminded of the time when but my I mean, great grandson. <laughs> I imagine that her people, so to speak, wouldn't let her go on the podcast and just start rambling. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the chick from the Shining. What was her name? Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, nobody had her back. They let her go on that interview and just look like a complete ass. I don't know what interview you're talking about. Where she goes on and talks about how um, there's a portal in the crack in her fence and there's aliens trying to pull her through it and stuff. Like, it was obvious people on, on her she, team. Did she pull a Margot Kidder? Yeah. Yeah. People sure. on her team, so to speak, or whatever you just want yeah. to call it. Come on. Nobody had her back at all. They should not have let her do that in an interview. Is she like bipolar or something? And I don't know. But but she's going to be in a movie that yeah, ironically that. deals with um, mental health and that kind of thing. So... Um, she said it, all she said in an interview was, it's really happy. It's really exciting to be back. And it's been like 20 years and I really missed it. And so yeah. what I'm hoping for, what I kind of heard through the grapevine, I never read the actual article, yeah. but what I had heard through the grapevine was that some of the actors were trying to get together and get her help. She needed like to get the money for her to get the proper, you know, mental health she needed. Yeah. Um, and so what I'm hoping for is that she's on the right track and she's actually going to start making a comeback. That's what I hope. Cause she's yeah. like, you know, Academy award nominated, you know? No, I think she's fantastic. Like I loved yeah. her. Like when, remember when she played olive oil in the Popeye movie? With yeah, Robin yeah, Williams? Yeah. She was in Roxanne. Um, I, I always thought she was like, Oh, that's Shelly Long. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought she was like really ugly, but I liked her though. Right. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I just remember I was thinking like, oh, she is not an attractive woman, but I still like her though. I like her a lot. I I mean, she it's, was not, really good. it's not, a, you don't necessarily have to be attractive to be a good actor or actress. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know, but it's just, I only like people I'm attracted to, and I really like you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I really hope she makes a comeback and everything. Yeah, so, for sure. For sure. I really do. I, I'm still a little disappointed that I haven't heard anything back from Josh Gad. Oh, yeah. Did you really send him something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really That's did. Cool. Yeah, I asked him if he wanted to come on because we're, you know. Yeah. We're the, as far as podcasts goes, we're, we're literally the leading authority in, you know, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> That's right. So, um, I'm kind of disappointed, Mr. Gad. Um, you know, this mm -hmm. was your chance, you know, and if your movie flops, 
because you didn't get our help, then that's on you, man. Like, this is all just on saying. You. Yeah. I mean, this had nothing to do with benefiting our podcast in any way. <laughs> this was strictly us trying to get your, your little film, you know, some attention, but mm-hmm. obviously you don't want that. So, um, mm. you know, mm-hmm. his loss, you know, yeah. All I'm going to say is a uh, nice warm hug my ass. Just saying. Mm. <laughs> what? No, because when he's all off, he's like, oh, I want a nice one. No, you don't. No, you know, because we were going to give you that hug, but we're not going to now, mm-hmm. you know, unless you message us. So are you excited to, um, you excited for Christmas? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm always excited for Christmas. You excited for the Christmas episodes? I am very excited about the Christmas episodes. So people out there, if you're like one of these people that as soon as you hear like the music kicking in to wrap things up and you just go away. You stop the episode right there. You're missing out on some, you know, information that we put out at the end. You are. You are. You're right. So, for those of you who haven't heard, in starting December first, I, I don't, first, I don't no. know if we should say it because they kind of hurt my feelings. But the way they just kind of exit before mm-hmm. we're done, just yeah. They hear the music. They're like, oh, well, I guess they're done. Bye. Yeah. A lot of times when that music starts up, we still may go on for another three, four minutes. You know, mm-hmm. just talking about other stuff. So, yeah. Just saying. But <laughs> starting December 1st, we are going to bring the Brady Bunch back. Yes. And do a four-part series. Yes. On a very Brady Christmas, the TV yes. movie. We're going to split it into, the, into four equal episodes. So the entire month of December, mm-hmm. you're going to get Christmas. That's right. You're gonna get a very Brady Christmas. I mentioned it to um, <laughs> I mentioned it to one of the guys over the Retro Network, and he mm-hmm. said that's one of his favorite Christmas like things to watch at Christmas time. Really, that's like on his yeah. list of must watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm like, whoo! Thank God we picked the right one. <laughs> Man, we don't want to get kicked out of that network. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not like I was making fun of him somehow, but I wasn't. <clears throat> I am excited about it because I don't think I've seen that whole movie all the way through. The only thing I well, actually remember yeah. <clears throat> is Mike gets trapped in a building or something at the end. That's all yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. But then, spoiler alert, he makes his way out right at the end. And I think everybody's singing Christmas songs or something outside. What, wasn't it something like, you know, it was one of his shitty designs and the building fell down? I don't know if it was his designs, but I know he was like in a building that collapsed or something. Mm. And then isn't everybody singing like Silent Night outside? And then he like climbs his way out, like, don't help. Just stand there and yeah. sing while I try to climb out. Then he says something about how like when a bell rings, an angel gets his wings or something. I don't I think you're confusing it with It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Oh. No, I know what you mean. And that's where like one of his old army buddies starts a bed and breakfast and they got to go sing the Brady like the platters have to go sing so that he gets business because it didn't snow in Vermont. I don't know what that is. Oh, no, that's that's White Christmas. It's the one where Bobby wants to get a gun. And oh, yeah. And they talk about shooting his eye out. Yeah. And they have that lamp. That's that leg. That's kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty that's sure. That. And then they're making like a like a like a another installment of that. So it's going to be a trilogy. Trilogy. Yeah. No. Are you talking about a Christmas story? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're I making even, a they're making anymore. a new Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, Christmas. So story, they've they've Christmas. made they've made two already. So now they're making three. They made like three. Oh, whatever. But the other ones were like knockoff versions. Well, which one was Mike in? 
<laughs> oh my god, we're confusing everybody, including me. <laughs> we need to save this for Christmas time. <laughs> these conversations. Okay. I just I hate the part where all the other like reindeer are, are mean to Bobby. You know what I mean? Until he gets his nose red. That that's just fucked up. That's mean. Until he gets his nose red. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where they bring in like a psychic and it, yeah, read yeah, your yeah. nose? Well, well yeah, because he gets tattoos too. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Is that the one where Peter wants to be a dentist or something? I'm pretty sure yeah, and he has that like hairdo like you used to have in middle school. <laughs> what are you talking about? I get accused of that haircut just two weeks ago. By my boss. <laughs> you know who you remind me of? I was like, don't say it. <laughs> you know that elf? Don't say it. <laughs> no, 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 no. The elf that like wants to be a dentist? I'm like, yes. Oh my God, don't say it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, you ready to get back into this? I am ready to get back into this. <laughs> So when we left off, so the island's fresh water supply is about to run out. They've decided to ration it to everyone. But some people can't keep their filthy meat hooks off the supply. <laughs> Plus the meat hooks would puncture the bag and it would leak all over the place. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but anyway, since Gillian has now accidentally poked a large hole in the supply bag and now all the water is gone. Oh, shit. What will they do? I don't know. Well, they can do a number of things. Like we were talking about condensation. They can do. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Let's get back into it. Scene 12. A while later, the professor has now created a drill to drill into the ground to find fresh water. The skipper sits on a stationary bike, pedaling to power it. The skipper says, darn clever, professor. Sure beats digging by hand. The professor, keeping an eye on the drill, says... We've got to keep our fingers crossed. Gilligan spilled every drop of water we had left. Mm. Just then Gilligan runs up and says, hi, Skipper. Hi, Professor. <laughs> the professor straight up turns his back to Gilligan mm -hmm. and crosses his arms. The Skipper, while still pedaling, turns his head to ignore him. Gilligan goes on. I don't blame you for not talking to me, but I want to help. The two just ignore him and say nothing. Gilligan adds, if you want me to go away, just nod. The professor and the skipper look at each other, and then they both nod. Oh, shit. Gilligan says, I'll give you one more chance. If you want <laughs> me to go away, the two men nod again before he can finish. Gilligan has a sad face, but then walks away. Mm. Once again, the engineering contraption. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm. It is, yeah. And it looks like it was really operating from the, the bike. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like. I mean, maybe yeah. it was electric powered. I don't think it was, though. But I mean, I feel like it'd be cheaper to make it operate with the bike. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I swear they're going to find Gilligan hanging from a tree one of these days, man. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, in the movie that came out in the 90s, I don't know how Gilligan was still alive. Like, I don't know how he, <laughs> he dealt with this. Yeah. Um, but it's not enough that Gilligan lost his family and his friends. Now they, they straight up bully him. Like <laughs> yeah. he's the OG, like anti-bullying campaign, you know, mm -hmm. and make him do all this work. And yeah, he's the only one that stands guard duty. He's the only one that works. <laughs> yeah. Period. Like, yeah. <sighs> Scene 13. 
Outside the girls' hut, Marianne and Ginger sit in chairs and are sewing. Ginger says, I'm thirsty. Marianne says, I told you. Hi, thirsty. That's funny. I giggle at these dad jokes. Marianne says, I told you, concentrate on your sewing. That'll take your mind off of it. Ginger says, that's what I did. Sewing reminded me of a dress. And dresses reminded me of wool. Wool reminded me of sheep. Sheep reminded me of the mountains. The mountains reminded me of the desert. And the desert made me thirsty again. Gillian walks up on the girls and says, Hi, girls. I came by to cheer you up. Marianne says, Hi, Gilligan. I doubt you can cheer us up. We're trying to make a sheet to catch morning dew. Ginger says, Yeah, if we're lucky. <laughs> Sorry. I was just picturing <laughs> like Ginger being so stupid. That like can you imagine the conversation Marion was like, hey, if we make a sheet, we can catch morning dew. And then Ginger would be like, What's that? She's like, it's this little animal that runs around. <laughs> I just picture Ginger. Yeah, Marianne said if we're fast enough, we can catch him with this machines. So or either that or she's like, Morning do what? <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. Anyway, sorry. Tangent. <laughs> um <laughs> Ginger says, Yeah, if we're lucky, we'll get a thimble full of water. Gillian says, Well, look at the bright side, girls. We might find a new spring, and if we don't, it might rain. If it doesn't rain, people sometimes last four or five days, but it's cut off by Ginger. And she says, Gee, Gilligan, do you really want to cheer us up? Gilligan asks, Yeah, what can I do? Ginger says, go cheer up the howls. Gilligan takes the hint and leaves. I mean, at least they were somewhat nice to him, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't know if you've noticed, but Ginger seems happier this episode. She does. She seems different to me, right? Yeah, she's she's a lot more talkative. She's less one-dimensional. Yeah. She's starting to get, well, personality. Well, usually she has, like, this catatonic look on her face. She's just like... Like all like, the time, almost like she doesn't know where she's at. Yeah, and yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. She seems different. Yeah, she's um, getting personality now, which she I is. Yeah. Like, so, uh, scene fourteen. Meanwhile, at Howell Manor, mm. Mrs. Howell says, "I can't understand it, Thurston. All that nonsense about divining rod to bring water." Mm. Mister Howell says, "Yes, I know. Totally unscientific." Mrs. Howell asks, are you ready? Mr. Howell says, yes, yes. Anytime you are, my dear. Mr. Howell then walks into camera wearing a large native headdress. Mr. Howell goes on one, two, three. The two Howells begin to do a generic native rain dance to the gods to make it rain. Once they finish, they look up. Mr. Howell says, you're not listening. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Howell says, I don't understand it, Thurston. It worked last year in Yellowstone Park for the Cherokees. Mm-hmm. Mr. Howell, still looking up, asks, what's wrong anyways? Just then Gilligan shows up and says, hi, Mr. And Mrs. Howell. Mr. Howell looks at Gilligan and then back into the sky and says, now I know what's wrong. Mm. Then he goes, Psh. <laughs> he should have. You know what? Now, of course, I'm not going to go into the sensitivity of the uh, native dance or anything, but but what I really liked about that dance and all that is how much they put into it. How like, much 
what the French call chutzpah. <laughs> like Mr. Especially Mr. Like Jim Back isn't, and even I forget the woman who plays Levy. Well, but if, like, if you remember, that's something that Hope Juber said about her specifically. She was like, she was so good at physical comedy. <laughs> she said he, she didn't really have a whole lot of chance to show it on Gilligan's Island, but he, she said that she was so good with her physicality. Yeah. Well, Jim Backus too, like they were like hundred percent all in on this dance yeah. and all that. And it was hilarious. Just, just <laughs> watching them. Cause he was just like one, two, and they just, boom, they just both went at it with 120%. And yeah. it just was, it made it funnier. Even you know what I'm going to insensitive. You know what I'm going to ask. Like, where in the hell <laughs> did they get a headdress? Did they get a fucking... And it wasn't just, like, a leather strap with some some bird feathers in it. No, it, it had, like, all the the metal things on it. I mean, it was a full-on... <laughs> like, what the hell? I assume... I mean, you could say they made it from stuff no, on the island. Not unless but... they had metal that they could shape into <laughs> neat little shapes. No. <sighs> Scene 15. Gillian now sits alone on a chair and up against a tree stump as a desk. He writes a letter to his parents. It reads, Dear folks, Every time I try to do something right, everything goes wrong. Maybe everybody would be better off without me. I make nothing but mistakes. As he writes as his pencil breaks, he scoffs and says, I even make a mistake writing the word mistakes. <sighs> Just then, out of nowhere, a giant frog hops up on top of the stump. Gilligan says, hi, frog. Would you mind getting your wet feet off my desk here? Come on, let's go. He picks up the frog, but then realizes something. He thinks out loud. Wet feet, frog, put them together. It spells with frog. <laughs> Actually, put it together, it spells wet foot. <laughs> with frog. <laughs> wet foot frog. <laughs> they spell water. Okay, come on now, take me to your water. Come on, let's go. He holds the frog out and it hops from his hands. Gilligan yells out, Woohoo, I'll follow you. Yeah. As he follows the frog, leaving the letter behind on the desk. See, I told you Gillingham was going to kill himself. <laughs> I'm saying. I called See, Gilligan, that. Gillingham isn't so stupid. What do you he mean? put like two and two together with the frog oh. and <laughs> knowing that he's like fresh water and like, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess there's not fresh, I guess there's not saltwater frogs, is there? <laughs> like you don't so. see a whole lot of frogs at the beach. <laughs> no. Scene 16. A few moments later, Gilligan is on the ground on his hands and knees following the frog. Hmm. The frog hops a little too far and Gilligan loses it. He calls out, Froggy, where are you? As he's crawling on his hands and knees, he accidentally puts his hand in a banana mm. and thinks he squishes the frog. He looks down but sees the frog is okay and laughs in relief. He says, there you are. He continues to crawl and follow the frog. Mm. Yeah, the frog croak was 100% a pig. It wasn't a frog at all. So, <laughs> oh, really? It was not a frog. It was like, you're the, it was like what the fuck? That's not a frog. <laughs> well, you're the expert with reptiles, amphibians. Wait. That's an amphibian, yeah. Oh, whatever. Scene 17. 
Meanwhile, back at the drill site, Marianne runs up in a panic to the skipper, who's still pedaling, asking, Oh, skipper, have you seen Gilligan? Skipper says, Oh, Marianne, if I'd seen him, would I be writing this contraption? <laughs> Marianne says, Oh, I think he may have done something desperate. Look at the note I found. She hands the letter Gilligan was writing to the skipper. The skipper takes the note and reads, and maybe everyone would be better off without me. Oh. Skipper realizes that Gilligan may have had done something to himself and says, Oh, this is all my fault. Poor little buddy. Marianne says, Oh, Skipper, you don't think. The Skipper says, I don't know. But we better find out right away. But he did see Gilligan. Yeah. Like, and he's still writing it. What the fuck well, is he talking then, about? He wasn't talking to him then. He was like, hmm. But he I lied. Like he was like, child. no, I haven't seen him. If I saw him, I, w- I wouldn't still be writing. Yes, you would. Because he walked right up next to you when you were writing it. And literally asked, can I help? Exactly, yeah. I would have been like, fuck yeah, you can ride this bike. Bye. But and it's walk away. It's 100% the skipper's fault. Like 100% <laughs> it's his fault. <laughs> Anyways. Scene 18. Meanwhile, we're treated to some shaky handheld shots. As Gilligan crawls along the ground, still following the frog. Gilligan then trips and his hat falls off his head and onto the frog. Gilligan now chases the frog as his hat hops around on the ground. As he tries to grab his hat from the frog, it hops just out of reach. After chasing it around, Gilligan just lies there and says, All right, frog, I give up. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) his hat hops off the ground and onto his head. Hmm. He takes his hat off and pulls the frog out. He says, there you are. Come here. Hmm. He pulls the frog to his face and asks, are you all right? The frog actually says, all right. (laughs) Gilligan says, okay. The frog says, all right. Actually, it looks like a pig, but whatever. Gilligan says, good. And then puts the frog back down and says, now take me to your water. <laughs> it made fun of you to say it that way. <laughs> the frog hops away and Gilligan follows. <laughs> they should have played. I will follow him. <laughs> I will follow him wherever he may go. <laughs> yeah. My first note says, oh my God, tripod people, tripod. Holy <laughs> shit. There's no reason for that. Shot to be handheld. Well, I don't think they had any kind of like city cam. <laughs> or back tripod. Then, yeah. um, <laughs> at times you could totally see the string. <laughs> no, <laughs> like plainly. So that yeah. was kind of funny. It's funny. <laughs> Scene 19. A few minutes later, Ooh. Gilligan continues to follow the frog, only he lost him. Ooh. He says, Froggy, hey, frog, where did he go? Then all of a sudden, Gilligan falls into a hole, but catches himself on the edge. He says, What a big hole! <laughs> I think I found where he went. Gilligan slowly slips into the hole as he says, just have to hang on and wait for help. <laughs> Gilligan <laughs> slowly slips and falls into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Once in the hole, he lands into a cave with water. He says, it's an underground cave and there's lots of water. Just then Froggy hops into his lap. Gilligan picks him up and says, hi, thanks for helping me. I knew you would. Look, there's fresh water all over. Wait till I tell the others. Boy, will they be excited. Gilligan looks around at the depth he's in and asks, But how? I can't reach the top and the sides are all smooth. He looks at the frog and asks, What am I going to do? 
The frog says, croak, croak, croakity, croak, croak. <laughs> Gilligan says, thanks for the advice, but it's too bad I don't speak frog. You know what's funny is that cave looked a lot like the mines they were in. <laughs> like it even had sparkly walls and everything. It's kind of amazing. Gold. My claim. <laughs> All right. Scene 20. Back at home, the skipper says to the rest of the castaways, folks, we've got to search every square foot of this island. Mrs. Howell says, we'll never forgive ourselves if we don't find that boy. Marianne says, oh, if we ever do find him and squeeze him and kiss him and Ginger, liking the idea of a threesome, says, hey, <laughs> what are we waiting for? Let's go. <laughs> she grabs Marianne. Whoa. She grabs Marianne and takes <laughs> off. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to hug him, squeeze him, and kiss him. And Ginger's like, oh, shit. Hell yeah. Let's fucking go. <laughs> like, I was like, damn. Like, she wanted to... Like it sounded to me like she was into a threesome for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, my note only says now we know the reason Gilligan left. That's why? why he left. Why? Because he knew that they would be like this. Isn't this a good thing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, oh, oh, he, oh, he knew what the fuck he was doing. Like, I'm a little. He's slow. like, I'm getting depressed. I guess I have to leave. They're like, no, 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 come back to our hut. Like, it's, yeah. the, it's equivalent to like our middle school dance theory. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You look depressed and some girl named Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron, you know who you, you know who you are, comes up and dances. So or and she did she doesn't even say no thank you, I'm not interested. Or ask to talk to Tack. <laughs> no. Or the girl that I had a crush on comes over and asks me about what's what's her name? <laughs> her name at the time well, I'm sure it's still her name, but Stacy. Stacy what? Campbell. There you go. Stacy Campbell. <clears throat> well, wait, wait, wait. Finish my story. Oh. <laughs> it's the girl I had like a crush on at the time. And she was at the dance. And so I, you know, took your advice, sat on the. Yes. Because Jimmy's theory is if, if you go to a dance and you Well, it sit, wasn't my theory. It worked. Well, like, yeah, for right. me, it worked. So you sit on a bench alone and you look sad and depressed. Somebody will come over and ask you to dance, which I've only done this one time. 100% works. There you go. And so the girl I had a crush on comes over to me. She's like, what are you doing sitting over here all sad? I'm like, oh, I'm just sitting here. She's like, oh. And I'm like, this is it. And she goes, my friend wants to know if she'll dance with her. (laughs) Oh. "Oh." And I was like, who's your friend? And then it was like her, which I kind of liked her too. She was cute too. So I was like, and that girl is friends of mine on Facebook still. (laughs) What's her name? Michelle Cullen. Michelle Cullen, Tech had a crush on you in middle school. <laughs> I'll call it out. I'm not afraid. Um, so Michelle Cullen, she was, I was like, okay. So I danced with her instead. Hmm. Boom. I bet you Stacy was all jealous, peanut butter and jealous. You think she was? Yes, definitely. No? You think that's why she's not friends with you on Facebook? Yeah. I'm I can't f- remember Aaron's last name. I was going to try to look her on Facebook, but I was in sixth grade. I just got done doing Winnie the Pooh with Georgia Spencer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just got oh, done some doing with on Facebook. What's that? <laughs> you just got done doing poo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and she she played owl. So, yeah. Oh, yes. Is that the girl with the short hair? Was there a girl with short hair? Or am I thinking of something else? I don't know. I've only seen the video of poo. <laughs> okay. Of you doing poo? I was talking on Facebook to Georgia and a girl named Michelle that played uh, Piglet. 
Mm. And I made a comment to her. I, I said, yeah, piglet. And she's like, oh my God, I haven't heard that in years. So, I mean, obviously, because we're in sixth grade. She was in seventh <laughs> grade. I was in sixth grade. So, yeah. <laughs> Tangent. Yep. Anyway, scene 21. Back in the cave, Gilligan says to the frog, maybe if I yell, somebody will hear me. Gilligan then yells, hello. He then hears his echo as it repeats back, hello. <laughs> the frog croaks and Gilligan says, I wasn't talking to you. And then he smacks it and throws it. <laughs> and it sticks against the wall. And then just slow, you remember like those things from the 90s where you throw a thing against the wall and it slowly creeps oh, it's down. Slowly like, yeah, that's what the frog did. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> so this scene, <clears throat> you know, this scene I thought really transcended the overall conflict and plot of the episode. Oh, shit. Uh, with Gilligan as the protagonist and society being the antagonist. Uh-huh. I felt like the water represented the noise, if you will, that society becomes <laughs> my daughter's looking at me weird. <laughs> when it fixates on superficial and pointless things. You yeah. know, like like social media, Facebook. Yeah. And at times, when you're feeling overwhelmed by negativity in life, you'll have reminders jump in your lap from those that really care about you. That's the frog in the scene, Tech. Be that frog, Tech. Be that frog. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> okay. All right. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> or or it was a really pointless scene. <laughs> <laughs> scene 22. The search party goes on. The Howls are searching their part of the island. Mr. Howl yells out, Gillian, my boy. The professor searches his part of the island with Marion and Ginger. Mm, of course he does. Mm-hmm. They all yell out for Gilligan. He's probably like grabbing like Marion by the arm. Come on, you're coming with me. <laughs> the skipper is off searching in another part of himself. What? No. <laughs> by himself. <laughs> the skipper is off searching in another part by himself. He yells out, Gilligan, little buddy, Gilligan. The skipper looks down and sees a clue. Hmm. He says, my little buddy's hat. He walks over and picks it up. <laughs> The skipper noticed the camera. What's that? And then he looks at the camera and says, Yeah, we yeah, found yeah. a clue. <laughs> Here's a clue. It never fails. No. The skipper notices the hole and asks himself, Could he be in the hole? No, he wouldn't. Just to make sure, the skipper bends down and yells into the hole. Gilligan, are you there? Gilligan yells back up, Hey, skipper. The skipper <laughs> sees him in the hole and looks a little closer, but then all of a sudden <laughs> he slides into Gilligan's big asshole head first. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> um, uh. They really, they really like to fall into big assholes, don't they? 
They really love them big assholes. <laughs> well, big assholes, little assholes, both. They, that's all they think about this island, big assholes. <laughs> Scene 23. Upon landing in the big asshole and in the water, the skipper says, Gilligan, little buddy, is that you? Gilligan asks, Skipper, what are you doing down here? Skipper says, I brought you your hat. <laughs> Gilligan <laughs> takes his hat and says, Thanks, Skipper. Boy, am I glad to see you, even if I can't. Skipper <laughs> says, Think how happy I am. Gilligan says, Yeah, look, fresh water. Gilligan begins to splash in the water in celebration. Skipper says, I don't mean about the water, little buddy. I mean about you. I don't mind telling you, but I've got a lump in my throat. Gilligan says, well, be careful. Don't swallow it. It might be my frog. <laughs> Gilligan frantically searches in the water for his froggy. He really said, Gilligan, little buy is that you? <laughs> well, remember, it was supposed to be dark in there. So, <sighs> Jesus. But yeah. who else would it be, you know? The skipper really had has a bad habit of looking into the camera. This is the second scene that he looks right into the camera. <laughs> and it's one thing if you're breaking the fourth wall, but he's not. He's just like, damn it. Like, it's like stop it. You, you've done this before, right? <laughs> Dude. You imagine how many takes they went through with like Bob. His name was Bob Hale or something, right? He's like, yeah. stop looking Junior. into the camera. Junior. Yeah, Junior. Stop looking into the camera. He's like, sorry, I can't. I don't know why I keep doing that. And this is the best take they got. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. you know, when they were filming, like, <laughs> like Sherwood Schwartz and somebody else was like, he fucking, he fucking looks in the camera again. Like, <laughs> yes, but this, he didn't do it as much. Let's just keep going. Do you think at times that they had one camera that was the main camera and another <laughs> one hiding in the bushes? <laughs> just so that he would purposely look at the other camera. <laughs> that camera's not even running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be filming you through this camera. Okay. And you look at it, it's just like a shoebox with a black Sharpie, like in a circle on the front. Okay, look at the box. I mean, a camera. LED light on the top. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here we go, filming with this camera. Here we go. <laughs> Don't look in the bushes. Because there's nobody in the bushes. You just look right over here. Is he behind the tree? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, right. Scene 24. The manhunt still goes on. The Howells are still calling out for Gilligan. Mrs. Howell says, Thurston, we simply have got to find that boy. Mr. Howell says, I know what I'll do. I'll offer a reward. 5000 or $10,000. Hmm. Mrs. Howell says, Thurston, there are times when money is absolutely useless. <laughs> Mr. Howell looks at his loving wife as if he doesn't even know her anymore and says, oh, you watch your whore mouth. And then he slaps her across the face. <laughs> I think it was really out of character for him, but I was like, yeah, it's a weird episode. Then he, then he hits her on the forehead repeatedly. You hear me? You hear me? <laughs> With what? His stick. What else? Come on now. Wait, did you say his stick or his dick? Yes. <laughs> um, so, so I don't understand. Like the two of them are looking. So what's he going to give himself 10 grand if he finds Gilligan? Does it make sense? Like, <laughs> no, that sounds exactly what Mr. Howell would do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I found him. Therefore I get the 10 grand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> scene 25. There's a lot of scenes in this episode. There are a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back in the cave, Gilligan says, there's a tunnel there. Maybe we can get out. Skipper says, we can't see where we're going. We need a light. <laughs> Gilligan says, I've got some matches here, Skipper. As Gilligan reaches into his wet pocket, the skipper says, so have I. But when we fell down in here, we fell in the water. The matches are wet. Do you understand? <laughs> Gilligan suggests, why don't we build a fire to dry them out? Skipper says, you can't light a fire to dry the matches when you've got to have dry matches to light a fire. What? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? Gilligan says, no wonder you're the skipper and I'm only the crew. Well, so first off, <clears throat> um, it's supposed to be dark in there. Yeah. And it's like super, super bright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also like <laughs> just like 10 minutes ago, the skipper like thought that he was never gonna see Gilligan again. Thought he just fucking hung himself. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, <sighs> The matches are wet, dumbass. Like, dude, you just thought he was dead, man. <laughs> Why are you so mad? And he also made a promise to him, too. He said, if your divining rod hits water, then I will fucking never bother you again. And but the divining rod. Oh, you're right. It, hit, it went um, straight to the fucking water. Went thunk, that's so true. Hard right? That it put a hole in it. That's true. Can't get any more direct than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Scene 26. Back to the professor and the girls, they continue to call out for Gilligan. The professor says, let's search that area over there. Ginger says, you know, I once had a part of an in a jungle movie where everybody got lost. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Marianne asks everybody. Ginger says, yes. And nobody ever found. Why am I talking like Mrs. Howell? <laughs> Ginger says, "Yes, and nobody ever found them. The, the hero died. The heroine died. They all died. But that picture had a happy ending." The professor asks, "Like a massage?" <laughs> no. Um, the professor asks, "How could it have a happy ending?" Ginger says, "It made three million dollars." <laughs> the professor just simply says. Let's go. And walks off. He wouldn't know part of that fucking shenanigans yeah. joke. This whole scene felt pointless. Scene was dumb. <laughs> a lot of these did. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> it's like, how could it have happy ending? He was just like, you made $3 million. He literally just stared at her for a second and said, let's go. <laughs> this is one of those scenes where the editor's like, guys, we're short. We have, we're at like 22 minutes. Like, shit. All right, come on. We'll go film something. What are we going to film? I'm, we'll make up something when we're there. Come on. <laughs> What should we write? I don't get that. Where's the intern kid at? Like, just have him write something real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Scene 27. And then they go try to find the intern and he's watching a movie. And they're like, that's it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Scene 27. Back at the house, they continue to call out. But down below in the watery cave, Gilligan and the skipper hear from above. Mr. Howell say, I wonder where that boy has gone. Gilligan <laughs> then calls up and says, hello. Above, the Howells hear his cry as Mrs. Howell says, Thurston, that was Gilligan's voice. Uh. <laughs> the skipper shouts up, can anyone hear us? Mr. Howell above says, and that's the skipper's voice. 
Mrs. Howe looks down and says, Thurston, I think they're down in the hole. That big ass hole. (laughs) (laughs) She leans over with her glasses and takes a look. Mr. Howe says, Heavens to Sherlock Holmes, we found them. He yells down, Gillian Skipper, we're here, we're here. Skipper shouts up, That's wonderful. Gilligan yells up, It's dark down here. Can you give us some light? Mr. Howell says, Oh, it's dark. Yes, I can imagine. Here's some matches. Mr. Howell tosses down a book of matches. Gilligan catches them. Eh, Pretty good. Skipper says, Nice catch, little buddy. Gilligan opens up the book and tries to light a match. He's a bit shaky, but he's doing the best he can. He is, yeah. Skipper says, Be careful, little buddy. Use the side of the box. That's use the side, the side of the, the side of the box. Use this. What are you doing? Uh, what? God damn it! Are you fucking with me? What are you fucking <laughs> Jesus? Light a fucking God damn it! Like, no, I'm not doing it. You are learning this. Okay, I know those are all the matches we have, but you are learning this. <laughs> you are not a quitter. You're gonna keep doing it till you get it right. You know where the matches are. Opportunity here. Yeah. <laughs> And meanwhile, Gilly is just wasting match after match. <laughs> just then, the rest of the castaways arrive on site. The professor asks, have you found them? Mr. Howell says, yes, they're down there. I just threw them some matches. The professor asks, matches? Why, there may be explosive gases down there. Okay. <laughs> the professor yells down, Gillian, don't light that. But as he says this, Gilligan gets one of the matches lit. Oh, no. On the surface, the professor yells out, Get back, everybody, get back! As he shoves the rest of the castaways away before Gillian's big asshole explodes. <laughs> the professor... Why have we won an Emmy yet? I have no idea. I, the, I professor, <laughs> the professor and the rest walk back over to the hole and yell down below. The professor asks, How are we going to get them up from there? But all of a sudden... Gilligan and the skipper lie in a tree on the surface, covered in soot, as Gilligan says, never mind that, how are you going to get us down from here? I imagine if Gilligan's big asshole erupted like that, they would have stuff all over him. (laughs) I don't know how any didn't get on the Professor Mariana Ginger. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Um, If there was flammable gases, they'd be unconscious, wouldn't they? Well, I don't know what kind of flammable gases they are, and I don't know as far as their weight. But remember, I mean, this big-ass hole in this cave was kind of like right. a chimney. So, I mean, I feel like yeah. if these were light gases, they would just escape through the hole. Well, if they were light gases, there would never have been an explosion in the first place. Well, that's what I'm saying, because it would all escape out yeah. through the hole. So, But, I, I mean, also, they were like up to their chests in the water. So, it was only their, their chest and head that was out of the water. So, they were relatively low to the water to begin with. <clears throat> so I feel like they would be unconscious if there's really flammable gas in there. I don't know, but it was an it was an impressive explosion. Oh, they were for like sure, really yeah. next to it too. They were like the actors <laughs> were like right there next to it. They're like safety. Kinda... We don't give a fuck about safety. We give a fuck about <laughs> being funny and good. So just shut the fuck up and stand there. Oh, all right. <laughs> Do we have a stunt coordinator here for this? No. My 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 cousin came up. He's got some TNT. We're just gonna light it down below. What's the problem? Like, no, we couldn't afford a stunt coordinator when we had to pay for all this TNT. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, we can get a stunt coordinator, but it's going to be a shitty explosion. What's more important? (laughs) 
He's done this before. Because you should see the 4th of July things we do. <laughs> when he lights his, his grill at 4th of July, like he didn't even get burned. And that, that the fire's huge. So it's good. We're good. I, I know he only has seven fingers, but don't worry about that. <laughs> that happened in Woodshop in high school. That didn't happen on 4th of July. <laughs> no, he's oh. not drunk. He always acts like that. <laughs> Scene 28. Later, around the dinner table, the castaways all sit and enjoy a nice meal. The professor says, I never had any idea that water could taste so good. Mm. The skipper now stands up and says, hold it down now, folks. I think we should have a few words from the man of the hour, my little buddy, (laughs) Gilligan. Everyone claps in celebration. Gilligan stands up and says, thank you. Thank you. It just goes to show you what I can do when I really concentrate on something. Hmm. The skipper adds, and you did this one all by yourself. Gilligan says, yes, sir. And I know how to locate water now without any help from anyone. Hmm. Gilligan then picks up a large bowl full of water to take a drink, but then stops and says, oh, well, uh, got to give credit where credit's due. He then reaches into the bowl and pulls out the frog. Hmm. He makes a frog voice and asks, all right. The rest of the castaways yell back, all right. Hmm. The skipper lifts his cup up and says, here's to Froggy. Froggy just croaks. I mean, he makes a croak sound. He didn't like die. (laughs) (laughs) You wrote it. <laughs> it's your delivery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now you know what I see all the time. <laughs> You're cracking up at your own jokes. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> 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 oh, when I wrote <laughs> When I wrote that joke, I was like, this is a total Jimmy Klein joke. <laughs> and he's going to deliver it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus and baby Jesus. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. So one thing I thought was interesting was Gilligan mm-hmm. and Skipper's shirts are fixed. That was kind of cool. They're all like, <laughs> like partially charred and stuff. That's, That's right. kind of neat. They were clean, pressed, the magic and of water. all sewn back together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, Marianne and Ginger are amazing. They are. But hey, that's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Sarai, sarai. Oh, man. So I have an email to read. Ooh. This one comes to us from Kathy. Now, we heard from Kathy recently. Okay. She was talking about how her husband used to work at Menards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Menards. (laughs) We haven't talked about Menards lately. We should have a long conversation about Menards. (laughs) Because you can save big money at Menards. (laughs) Yeah. So Kathy says... Hello, I'm still enjoying the podcast. I thought I'd let you know how much I enjoy that one of you is in the Navy and can comment Mm. on either the accuracy or the absurdity of Gilligan's Island. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) 
Hey, that's kind of nice because today is Veterans Day, by the way. It is. I was meant to say Happy Veterans Day, but I forgot. Happy Veterans Day to all our veterans out there. There you so go. We uh, appreciate your service. I'm thinking that if Gilligan, in his mid to late 20s in 1964, he could have potentially been drafted during or slightly after the Korean War? Question mark. Okay. Did they use the draft? You know, they did use the draft in the Korean War. Okay. I don't know if they did or not, but hmm, I guess I'm learning. Yeah, right. Obviously, all their details are purely for comedy and not meant to be overanalyzed, but it's fun anyway. It is, yeah. My family, when I was about 11 in 1976, went to Honolulu for a week. Nice. And I assure you, we financially should not have. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly, she she knew that at 11 years old, she was like, I don't think we can afford this. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, she, uh, Kathy goes on, but we did. And back then before the internet, you set up a trip like that with a travel agent and that travel agent asked questions like for an additional charge, would you like to take a tour bus around the perimeter of the Island on one of those days or go to Polynesian cultural center or take a three hour tour on a ship? Oh, and you might be answering yes or no with no idea what that trip would really look like. Or in this case, what that ship and its crew would look like. Or maybe see a small trifold brochure with a flattering picture of the ship if you were meeting with your travel agent in person and they had one. You would just pay up front and then show up at the appointed shuttle bus stop on your scheduled date and time to take you to the event you signed up for. So these dissimilar people could have easily just checked a yes box and agreed via phone as part of their larger trip itinerary and then all showed up on that day and got on the ship. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. I never even thought that about is, that. Yeah. I never so. thought about it like that. Hmm. It's still, yeah. I would think though that a, a millionaire in the sixties probably would have had their own, you know, plane yeah. and, and own ship when they got there and stuff. Or they probably would have just, if they didn't live there, they would have taken their own yacht across to Hawaii and they probably wouldn't have flown at all. Right. Um, I kind of but. agree. Anyway, Kathy goes on. And I'm enjoying the Real Brady Bros podcast and their occasional references to that Sherwood Schwartz and his running staff. And a lot of the crew were just old and behind the times. Right. So, for an ex- for example, in one episode of the Brady Bunch, Bobby mentions that he has lost his skate key, where even by the early 70s, skates didn't use keys or making the boys wear dinner jackets and ties to a child's <laughs> house party. <laughs> right, right. So, if Ginger on Gilligan's Island is saying, I hope to star in a movie with Cary Grant, <clears throat> whoever wrote that probably thought Cary Grant was still relevant. Um, Just like if I wrote a script now and made a young actress say, I hope I meet Brad Pitt. Hopelessly unaware, Brad Pitt is almost 60. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) And then she says, great show. Keep it up. Um, You know, that that email. Well, well, let me let me pause. Uh, We definitely appreciate that. Um, oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah that, that gives us opinion, that, like a perspective we, we probably didn't think of. We didn't mm-hmm. think about it being a blind thing. We would have, we thought about it because we live, well, Tech used to live and I still live in, in Florida. Uh, if you look at Florida on the right hand side, on the east side of Florida, you have that little, just that little nipple. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. That's where the, the space shuttle used to go up. That's where the space center is now. 
Um, and that's where we live. Well, that's where I Dream of Genie took place. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's where I still live. And me and Tech used to work out at Ron John Surf Shop, which some of you may have heard of. Um, and there, like in a lot of the places around the, the Space Coast area, um, you, you kind of know what you're getting into because, you know, it's just the way mm-hmm. it's designed. There's not a whole lot of things like you're talking about in Hawaii where you don't really know what you're getting into. Um, <clears throat> so that's what that's the way me and Tech were thinking about it. But, Kathy, you reminded me that we recently got a review. And mm. we got the wrong review. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let me read the review first and then I'm going to explain what I think we should do. And Tech, I'm curious to hear your opinion. And if anybody <laughs> okay. wants to chime in, you're more than welcome to. But All you right. have to email it because we won't hear you. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what if they talk really loud to the radio? Um, if they're driving past my house right now, maybe. Or your house. Oh. Oh, okay. um, so it says a very pretty podcast. What a treat. I discovered that you had a podcast shortly after I saw you on The Masked Singer, and I loved it, Mm. and guessed who you were. I have been binge listening, and I'm about 30 episodes in. How delightful to live these memories and hilarious moments again, and with Barry and Chris. Mm. Bonus. Thank you. Um, It's a great review. I I, I (laughs) would like to keep it. This is like finding a wallet. Like I would like to keep it, but I feel like it's not the right thing to do. So what, what I think we should do, because it's not our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to reach out to, to Christopher Knight. Um, yeah. And I explained the situation to him and he's, he's busy. Like he, <laughs> he, he didn't, he didn't respond right away. And there might be a glitch on Instagram because it's saying you didn't even look at it, which I mean, come on. <laughs> but anyways, um, what I was thinking was, you know, to, to be right and to be ethical because mm-hmm. it's not our review and it is a review that they're lacking because, yeah. um, Julia, um, Julia shop. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. Um, put it on the wrong podcast and that's, that's understandable. Um, but what yeah. I think we should do is I think either on my personal account or your personal account, I think mm-hmm. we should verbatim go in and leave that review for a very Brady pod or for, um, <laughs> for the real <laughs> the, Brady, the Bruce. Real Brady Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's not fair that they didn't get the, the review. Right. Cause you know, they need reviews. Exactly. I mean, that, come on. I mean, they're just, they're a couple of small guys that probably nobody's <laughs> ever heard of. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I kind of feel like it would be right to leave it. Mm, um, sure, because, sure. Um, I've tried reaching out and they're too busy. They, they, they probably it's, you know what it probably is. Hmm. I mean, they probably haven't noticed our verified check mark that we don't have. Um, <laughs> and they probably just think we're just another fan, you know, cause we have that mm-hmm. problem. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of feel like we need to leave it. Sure. So, Sounds good. We curious to hear what you people at home listen to or listen to what you people at home are, are thinking. Cause I mean, I think it would be the right thing to do. do. Should we be, I mean, I don't really look at them as competition, mm. but I mean, should we be leaving another podcast a review? I mean, mm-hmm. I guess, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like we, like we get a point on, on their goal. <laughs> Or whatever. And I mean, it's kind of like one of their teammates ran the wrong way with a ball and took a shot and made it. Yeah. It's like, ha. And it's one of those things where I want to be careful how we do it because um, 
you know, there's kind of like, you know, I kind of make fun of, uh, you know, Hollywood actors sometimes because they donate $25,000 and then they spend a million dollars advertising the fact that they've just donated $25,000. And I don't feel like we should, Hey, me and my buddy do this podcast and we got this review. So here you go. I don't think it should be. I think it should just, we should leave it verbatim the way the girl left it. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know that we left it. That's that we don't need to try to make this about us. You know what I mean? No, it would have been like, Hey, this is actually from, and then put her username down and, and then, uh, just write and verbatim. Um, I tried reaching out on Instagram to see if their show had an Instagram account, but they just mm-hmm. started, you know what I mean? They don't have one. <laughs> um, and I tried, like I said, I think I tried reaching out to both Barry Williams and Christopher Knight. Um, mm-hmm. Then neither one of them responded. So without knowing who they're like, at least with Dan Cummins, uh, you can reach out to his uh, like producer. You can reach out to his, yeah. the guy that does all his artwork. Uh, they're both very, you know, reachable online. Well, um, have- his wife is online. You can reach her too. Um, well, the real Brady bros, they have that one guy that that's a third guy that's on there. I've never listened to it. Oh, you have it? No. Uh-uh. Well, it's a decent podcast. You should. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while, they do every few episodes. It'll be like a Q&A episode where people writing questions and stuff. And that's hosted by like their producer or whatever. Okay. I forget his name now, but um, he only shows up on those episodes. Okay. That, well, I'll look up the name of the producer and I'll start with that and I'll, I'll take the charitable um, email and send mm-hmm. it and cut out that part of it and send it to him and hey, say, hey. Um, you know, this showed up on our list and it belongs to you guys. So, um, <laughs> I mean, we still got credit for a podcast that wasn't ours. So I feel like yeah. they at least need the credit too. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up just to be ethical. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, Kathy. Well, glad to hear from you again. We enjoyed that. There was a lot of really interesting insights that it we is. thought about. Yes. Um, and you know, we did here. We had a fun time tonight. And remember, we do love the show. It's just good time and a lot of nostalgia for us. Hell yeah. And also, before we leave, I do want to thank um, Dan Cummins for taking a second to record that for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- that was nice of him. We appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> but also, I would like to take another moment to mm-hmm. recognize our producers and to personally thank all the people that support us on Patreon because without you, it, mm-hmm. this wouldn't be the same. It really wouldn't. wouldn't wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't be the same. And it's, it's humbling, you know, every time I think about it, you know, that we have Patreon um, supporters. So Jenny and Jim, we always give you guys a special shout out. And as everybody knows, if you don't know, you're about to find out they're the first ones that took a chance on us. And uh, they're the first ones to support us. And uh, both of them are awesome, excellent people. And even after they stop supporting us, they're still going to be awesome people and they'll still get shout outs. So, uh, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're going to hand out some homework assignments. The first one is... I'm just imitating the audience. (laughs) First one is go check out the website. It's at uh, verybradypodcast.com. Yes, do a rate and review just like Julia Shop did, (laughs) Uh, but for ours, Um, on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and CastBox. Tell two friends about the show, and if you don't have two friends, I feel sorry for you. Yes. you oh, I know what they can do. What's they that? can write a letter and put it in a bottle and throw it in the water. There you go. Yeah, good. Two of them. Two of them. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very pretty podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join the conversations and the fun, and also the personal attacks on me <clears throat> about how I laugh. <sighs> 
<laughs> Just kidding. I love it. <laughs> and a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer and you're looking at Jenny, Jenny and Jim and being like, wow, I want to be like them. Well, you can be like them. Go to check out our, go check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. And our Patreon is set up so that every once in a while you get a neat little gift. So mm-hmm. it's not just blindly supporting somebody. You yeah. actually get something back. So, mm-hmm. and it's exclusive because we don't sell it in our merch store. So That's you'll be correct. the envy of all your friends. Uh, check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Like if the show's going to be late, but that never happens. Ever, um, or you know, if we get you know, or you know, jokes about tax laugh, <laughs> indeed. Um, check out the retro network at the retro network.com. Yes, check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybradypodcast.com. Shop, check out our T Public store for more merch, uh, different merch than what we have over on our Patreon. Yes, but check it out. <clears throat> uh, we got the holidays coming up, you know. Maybe somebody wants a very birdie podcast mug. Exactly. Or a t-shirt or a hoodie because it's getting and cold out. You know what's, especially the hoodies, you know what's really good about those hoodies? What? You can't poke your eye out with it. Just saying. This is true. Good, good information. You can with good. a BB gun. Just saying. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it with mm-hmm. a hoodie. Anyway, but the link is in the description of this and every episode. But most importantly, go out there and watch Gillian's Island. And Jimmy, you're probably wondering, but what episode should I watch next? I don't even know. There's like so many. I don't even know. Jimmy here is going to tell you what episode you should watch next. On the next episode, we look at season one, episode 15. So sorry. My island now. I'm the captain now. (laughs) A Japanese soldier arrives on the island, thinks it's still World War II, and holds the castaways prisoner on their own island. Hmm. I was thinking about that, reading the little quick synopsis of the episode. Mm-hmm. How do you hold them prisoner? Like a gun? I'd be like, it's it's a fucking island. If we could get yeah. away from here, we oh, would. Oh, I see your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where do you think we're gonna go? We've been right. trapped here for like what, like four months now. Yeah, yeah. Where are we gonna fucking go? Yeah, I just think they only have fourteen months and or fourteen years and six months left. <laughs> um. Yeah. Or no, 14 months and eight months. Um, Also, we want to let everyone know and remind everybody that in the month of December, starting on December 1st, we will be returning to the Brady Bunch and starting a four-part series for the Brady Bunch TV movie, A Very Brady Christmas. Oh, shit. Say it ain't so. It ain't so. No, but it is so. Well, you told me that. No, but Um, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the shows will drop the first, the eighth, the 15th, and the 22nd. Ooh. Leading right up into Christmas. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. That will be fun. I'm excited. Hell to the end. I like spend the holidays with the family again, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Maybe we can have them all on the show. Oh, maybe. Oh, they're probably mad about the review, so probably not. Never mind. Oh, shit. Like we were, we were all going to come on your show, but then that review. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Plus, Dan comes email us too, and you know. Just saying, <laughs> he's got more listeners. <laughs> all right. So, unless you have anything else, uh, I do not. Okay. Well, in that case, I've I've been Jimmy, and I've you know I've been Tack, and this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. 
keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.